0: Hi, this is Martin Cove. A lot of you know me as the Sensei and the Karate Kid. You better show up at Monster Mania this weekend, and you're listening to the Below the Belt show. And if you don't listen hard, there's no mercy.
1: The Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down.
2: In here <laughs> don't say that never say that Goonies never say die Black's on
3: black smoke <laughs>
4: that's right guys it's time for another episode of btb below the belt in the house i'm your host al soto aka celebrity soda your host with the most here for your weekly pleasure guys right now it's a two-person panel on below the belt show we have a guest co-host joining me tonight from click on this she's also an amazing actress with amazing credits uh, she's also known as the Freakin' Rican <laughs> <laughs> Des Velez, back Woo-hoo! on Below the Belt What Show. an
0: intro. Good to what have you an know. intro. It's good to see you. I feel like I just saw you a couple of
4: nights ago. <laughs> hey, yes. I think we should just go ahead and talk about it because it was it still I think my so, mind. too. It was such a fun and amazing event. So let's talk about... Where we went and who we talked to. So we went to the.
0: First of all, thanks for sending me the email. Letting me know about it. Because I would have been in the dark. But you sent me this email. About the National Hispanic. um, Foundation of the Uh, Arts. Yep. And their special event. Noche de Gala. Their 26th annual gala. The last one who got um, closed up. Because of COVID. Right. But I, just, I had no idea all the important people that were involved in this and who started
4: absolutely. it. Absolutely. So that yeah. was thrilling. A fantastic event. Let's just talk about who we, we spoke to, uh, Desiree. Um, the highlighted guests were the awards recipients, uh, which included Cobra Kai's own Sholo Matter Duena and. Yes! Uh, right? From the Marvel Universe. If you watched Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness then you know who uh, Soshi Gomez is. Gomez. That's right. America Chavez herself, who can travel from multiverse to multiverse. Very uh, gifted, gifted um, superhero in the MCU.
0: Well, not only gifted, but the first, mm-hmm. youngest, first Latina, first LBGTQ representing. In her character in the new Marvel uh, movie with yeah. uh, Dr. Strange.
4: That's right. Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It was the first, the first. Yeah, it's taken a while. And it's interesting to note that Sholo Maraduena is going to be playing the first Latin superhero, Blue Beetle, in D.C. So we got Marvel in D.C. in the house, which is so great. Yeah. Um, we are going to be uh, playing those interviews and in upcoming episodes of Below the Belt show. Um because we already have a power pack show tonight. But we'll get to tonight's show in a little bit. Let's talk about who else we talked to. George Pelicanos, the showrunner of We Own the City. And DC Native. He's DC Native. That's right. Also Latino. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? You missed his speech, Desi. He did admit in his speech that he is not Latin. He's actually Greek. And so oh, is he really? Yeah, he actually talked about. I'm sure you're wondering why it was uh, given the Raul Julio Award. Well, uh, talked about how uh, all his projects, he always advocates for representation for minorities and people of color and that he had adopted an African-American and a, a Latin American kid. Oh, um, that's you know that. awesome. Yeah. So he's actually Greek. So he doesn't represent uh, the Latinos, but, uh,
0: He's adopted
4: Latino. We've adopted yes. him. He's adopted Latin nonetheless. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, Des, you also talked to CNN's Jim Acosta. Um,
0: yes, know, and, you know, blew my mind. You know, I'm learning, too. Like, I am learning, too, because I was ashamed to say that I also have been dominated by our our culture, our society, Right. And I had no idea that he was Latino. And he was quick to point out that he was the first correspondent for the White House that was Latino.
4: Yes, that's very, very good trivia there. And uh, well, with a name like Acosta, maybe it would have been uh, easy to do that. But and you well. know, hey,
0: you know, if you ever want to watch the truth, you just watch him on CNN, right?
4: right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for those of you. <laughs> For those of audience that prefer CNN over Fox News. Uh, <laughs> Does he also talk to some of the performers there that night that's that sang some amazing Yeah, you know, they songs. were a,
0: a really bunch of good kids that were um, from California and a majority of them from Texas right. that have won these scholarships and each one of them performed uh, two solos at the at this uh, gala. And they were outstanding. They were outstanding.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. The the event was very classy. Red carpet where we represent and click on this show. Um, Shout out to Lena Moscat and our videographer extraordinaire, Dexter Delphin. Um, Capture some great interviews that we're going to be playing here on Below the Belt show as our affiliated sister show. Click on this show. Also, um, wow, the event itself was cool. Um, we saw some great speeches by Sholo, by Sochi,
0: by George. Great speeches, Yes. but the, the ongoing theme and the whole reason for it even existing is because of the lack of representation in the movie and television industry. Um, you know, more forgiving in stage. I will tell you as, a, as I started out as a theater actress, Right. And the thing about whether it's professional theater or, um, you know, semi-professional, uh, they can take people of all backgrounds. They they don't hesitate. You know, they may change you a little your tone, a little with makeup or your hair. But even the age range can be broadened because you're not up close and personal like a TV screen um, or a film screen. And they're more forgiving and more accepting. Um, and they have become more diverse, quicker than the television and film industry. But we still... So I don't know if you know any of your fans follow John Leguizamo on Instagram. But you love John Leguizamo,
4: of course.
0: Oh my! He went, dude. He went off on his Instagram. It nothing against James Franco. Nothing against him. He's but he a had a point.
4: Classic actor. But yeah, you're oh, right. Is. Fidel, Fidel Castro is cuban but looking at the pictures side by side of james franco and fidel castro i do notice some facial similarity which is what the director was alluding to that james you know who actually has some portuguese descent but but that's still not cuban by any means um, well not that he
0: had to be cuban but he said mm-hmm. they didn't even bother to search through all the latin actors they, that they were out there in could've. the universe.
4: They certainly could have, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, uh, <laughs> and that's what his point, that we're 30% of the ticket buyers. We're 30% of the sales. So he said, I would like to see 30%. Representation, representation of parts which now, little, you know little
4: trivia a little trivia you actually worked with John Leguizamo on a very popular movie based on a very popular video game didn't you Yes,
0: yeah, Super Mario Brothers that was years Ooh! ago we were both <laughs> kids and all like this skinny like we looked like toothpicks but you know even back then he came out of nowhere and ran up to me real personable and said right. hey I'm John Leguizamo and I'm thinking to myself yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> I, was so excited. I said, hi, I'm Desi. I'm Desiree Perez. And he goes, you're Latina, right? And I said, yeah. He goes, yes. <laughs> was very yes, Latinos were. in a the house. There's one other around here, but I, I think even they were though, in the crew.
4: Even though John played an Italian plumber, okay?
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know, the difference with that is there were no parts for Latinos at all. Right. And so they I- put him in there. Uh, because good. of his comic abilities. And they yeah. made it in the script. They you, you don't know this. Yeah. The script was altered nine times. They made um, Mario adopted him. Ah. as And was raising him as his brother. Okay. But they were not Italian. John was oh, not really passed off as Italian okay, like in okay. the game. And he didn't have oh, the mustaches. Okay. Yeah. See,
4: that all makes more sense. Thank you for clarifying. Someone that actually worked on the movie... Desiree Velez. I mean, wow, Super Mario Brothers. That's so, so freaking cool. That's a blast in the past. That was cool. Thank you so much to the uh, NHFA for, for also inviting us to the gala itself. We got treated to an amazing dinner, Chilean sea bass. And uh wow, a tiramisu and cheesecake dessert. That was awesome. Well, we have
0: to thank you because you know what? You are sneaky. <laughs> oh, come on. I don't th- <laughs> We need to put that all out there. No, of, like smoozing your way in there. Come on now.
4: Come on now, Desi. No no, no, no. We were invited. We were invited guests. I know you like to rib me, but yeah, know we were invited guests.
0: But we uh, but right? the other the other um the other interviewing and press weren't there at the table. <laughs> Only Click On This made
4: it to that table, <laughs> and, and uh, our buddy Dean Rogers from the Rogers Review in the house as well.
5: Yeah, yeah, um, Dean was
4: there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, overall, a fantastic, fantastic event. Interviews in the upcoming weeks here that are going to be played on Below the Belt Show, and of course on Click On This TV. Um, the video interviews will hopefully be uh, following that as well. So, but that was uh, Tuesday night. Uh, we have an incredible show from top. bottom tonight desi um we have an amazing actress that's joining us on below the belt show she is known for her leading role in the hit 80s movie teen witch also yeah also for her role as jessica andrews in the karate kid part three and she reprises her role in cobra kai season five um and it's her second time on below the belt show we're so happy to welcome a little later in the program. The one and the only Robin Lively. And if that lively name rings a bell, her sister is none other than Blake Lively. Uh, so uh we're really this is a big guest for us here on Below the Belt Show. We're really, really excited to uh, to talk with Robin a little later in the program. But uh Des, let's talk about some stuff going on in the world of Hollywood and entertainment here on Below the Belt Show. So here
1: it is time for the Hollywood Report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain.
4: Yes. Entertainment. This is what us actors want to do. So let's talk about some of the stuff going on in the world of entertainment. Uh, let's start with uh, movies and the box office. Uh, Wow, Viola Davis, her starring role in The Woman King um, opened in first place above expectations at $19 And our friend uh, Dean Rogers actually covered the DC premiere of uh, The Woman King, which I don't know where my invite was, but nonetheless. Oh, my God. I can't believe we
0: missed that. That that, would have been phenomenal.
4: That was the number number one movie uh, over the weekend. Um, Number two um, goes to Ty West's X spinoff prequel called Pearl. So this is um, a spinoff of the very racy horror film called X. um, And uh, stars Mia Goth as she tells the origin story of the villain from X. So uh, that comes in at number two. Um, Number three is See How They Run. This is... uh, Agatha Christie's um, story, uh, starring Sam Rockwell, Adrian Brody, and Saoirse Ronan. I do really want to see that. I'm a big fan of all three of those actors, in particular, Sir Ronan. And Bullet Train, which I did see.
0: Fifth oh, Place. I I am dying to see that. Oh,
4: my God. It was awesome, Des.
0: Um, just the clips. Oh, it's, it's just so freaking packed. funny and stressful at the same time. It's action-packed.
4: It's <laughs> crazy. It's wild bullet train a fantastic film it's been out for a while but still doing well and uh, upcoming um opening this weekend expected to take over the box office is a movie that i was lucky enough to get a sneak peek of and that's olivia wilde's don't worry darling this is her second film that she's directed also starring in stars harry styles and um florence Pugh and chris pine it's a psychological thriller with just it's a wild ride it is a wild ride desi But there's been a lot of controversy with this particular film. This is number. Why is that? Why? Well, first of all, Florence Pugh and the director Olivia Wilde don't get along, supposedly, and it had to do do a potentially, uh, well, rumored to be about um, about Olivia Wilde meeting Harry Styles on set and uh, splitting and divorcing her husband Jason Sudeikis.
5: Oh. And
4: I. I'm guessing maybe you know maybe Florence Pugh was a, was a friend of Sudeikis. I'm not sure if that, but she was. And I wasn't very happy about that. But uh, there's also controversy because Shia LaBeouf was attached to this film first and supposedly quit the project, is what he's saying. Olivia Wilde said that he was fired. Um, apparently, Shia LaBeouf said that they had very little time to rehearse or whatever um, because it's a very very uh, very heavy role to take on. And last but not least, there is a, a something they call Spitgate. So there was a rumor that well, they say spit they like, what? Uh, Spitgate. So there was a uh, a viral video that went out where Harry Styles looked like he was spitting on Chris Pine, and then Chris Pine looking down on his pants. Um and it looked like, um and that's, you know,
5: that sounds the, nasty. I watched
4: the video. I didn't see any spit coming out of his mouth, but he did make like duck lips. But, um, I mean, uh, Olivia Wilde actually dismissed Spitgate. She said it's a weird rumor. Um, She basically uh, told Stephen Colbert, um, no, um, Harry Styles did not spit on Chris Pine. A perfect example of people will look for drama anywhere they can. And uh, you know what? If anything, this negative press might bring on people to to go see the movie this weekend. Just out of curiosity. (laughs) Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, it, it's wild. It's wild because I highly, highly recommend this film.
0: I do want to see the warrior one, though. Oh, yeah. The Woman King. Uh, I mean, you know what? Viola Davis looks phenomenal. I mean, they had her and the co-stars physically training. Yeah. Like warriors.
4: She looked fierce. She. Looked and I
0: mean, she just tina turner muscles trimmed down yeah oh yeah she She was looking like a badass
4: it's interesting she plays also um amanda waller in the dceu and suicide squad and uh you know um now we're seeing her as an actual like superhero you know yeah yeah in in some ways not not really in your typical superhero sense but but
0: she's buffed up she's trimmed and buffed up and looks phenomenal and it's based on on historical events. I mean, that's a, that's, right. that's the closest to the Amazons in, in real life that in you can get.
4: The Amazons that we've seen in Wonder Woman and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So. But yeah, that, that's coming up. Uh, don't worry, darling, this weekend. Of course, yes, i got to see The Woman King as well. All right, number two on my list, guys. Um, this trailer was insane. Wow. It's M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin. I was lucky enough to do some background work. I'm oh, back. Yes, M-Night You haven't seen anything from him in a while. Well, you know, he's been producing the Servant series on Apple TV. He did the movie Old that came out last year or two years ago. So he's been pretty busy, does he has been. Um, but uh, this film it, is what, you know, he does best. Psychological thrillers are best. And the trailer was very creepy. Um, so it's a young girl with her parents um, and it's two dads taken hostage by four armed strangers who demand that the family make an unthinkable choice to avert the apocalypse. And one of those four is uh, DC's own Dave Batista, former WWE superstar who's turned actor. Shout <laughs> out to Dave. He's awesome. Also Jonathan Groff, Nikki Amuka Baird, um, also joins uh, in the cast, Kristen uh, Q, Abby Quinn, Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because Rupert Grin is also in uh, Servant, which is the the show produced by M. Night Shyamalan. So I'm sure he was easily uh, cast because he worked on M. Night Shyamalan's show. Hey, connections right
0: and relationships and business are everything.
4: That's why if they ever do a Super Mario Brothers uh, reboot <laughs> or <laughs> sequel, you better call the producers ASAP. As, <laughs> I
0: say, hello, don't
4: forget <laughs> about me exactly exactly all right another big movie which i'm very jealous of my friend james shout out to james james malone he uh is in the sag nom com for film he got invited to the amsterdam new york premiere that took place at lincoln center's alice tully hall and this is uh from the director David O. Russell, whose last film was 2015's Joy, so it's been seven years since he did a film. Remember that movie Joy with Jennifer Lawrence? And um, apparently he had some kind of assault allegations, I guess why he laid low, but uh, I guess he... Most people forgot about it, maybe they didn't, I don't know, but here he is again doing another film. But this film has an amazing cast. It's Christian Bale, it's my favorite, Margot Robbie. It's um, John David Washington, who's Denzel's son. Um, it's, oh uh, wow! Do, oh my gosh! Rami Malek, Timothy Oliphant, um, Andrea Riseboro. So they also, in addition to the screening, also did a Q and A. Um, and you know, I love I love going to SAG um, screenings and Q and As because you get to get some of the insight on, on the film and the, the filmmaking process yeah, and the actors' yeah. experience on set which is really cool. Um, the panel discussed um, the, the thematic messages of friendship and optimism and how the plot is actually inspired by real-life events. Um, David Russell claimed his story is about 50 to 60 percent accurate and the notion of history repeating itself. So uh, that's interesting. you know. Oh, also Mike Myers is in this one as well. So it's a heck of a cast. Um, looking forward to that one when it, it drops. So that's another upcoming movie to look out for is Amsterdam. All right, number four. A lot of movies in production. Uh, speaking of Margot Robbie, uh, they're shooting the Barbie movie. And, oh, um, geez. So, I know. <laughs> so apparently a lot of uh, – Who's Ken? <laughs> Ken is none other than uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, do you think that was a good uh, good uh, casting choice for Ken?
0: I mean, I love Ryan Gosling. I love him. I don't quite see him as a Ken. I don't know why I assume Ken is kind of tall. and.
4: Well, if you, if you search for Ryan Gosling's Ken um, photos on set and the publicity photos, you might change your mind because a lot of people, apparently a lot of women really love that choice too. But uh, apparently... So many set photos uh were all over the internet because anytime they're shooting exterior scene in Los Angeles, people would notice them because they're wearing these bright neon outfits. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could, you know, and that's that's the whole thing about Barbie. Everything's like pink and neon and stuff
1: like that.
0: Well and and that it would always find a way of matching Ken's outfits two Barbies, you right. know, so they exactly. compliment each other when they're side by side. That's exactly
4: what I saw in these paparazzi pics. You know, they probably you know,
0: thought, oh, are they doing another show of, uh, you know, uh, a real-life per- people version of Toy Story?
4: Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is, yeah. Um, and, of course, there's a comic book aficionado with Marvel and DC, Fantastic Four, they just pegged Jeff Kaplan and Ian Springer to write the script, mm. and uh, WandaVision's Matt shankman will be directing and this uh, film will be uh released that in November, be good. November of 2024 so uh this is going to be exciting they're finally going to do hopefully fantastic four right this time um also in the DC universe Constantine um they're going to do a sequel to the 2005 supernatural action film Constantine starring Reeves uh, apparently, they initially wanted to do a series uh, produced by J.J. J. Abrams, but that has been completely canceled. They shelved that one, and they're just now deciding just to make a sequel movie with Keanu because Keanu's a hot actor right now, you know, with the John Wick series and Matrix, even though Matrix didn't do a
0: sequel. <laughs> was, I always thought he was a hot movie. actor. Well, yeah,
4: but he's like still a great, a big name that's, that, that draws. Can't do accents. a British
0: accent to save his life, but he's.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Which movie did he, did he do a British accent?
0: Oh, he had to do a, um. oh gosh, what movie is it? I can't remember off the, oh, yeah. it, it was uh. Dracula. Oh, Drac- Dracula. Dracula, <laughs> they used to pronounce it. It's the vampire flick and he was supposed to have. A British that's probably accent. That's why
4: he, never, he hasn't had a British accent. And he still right, sounded so.
0: kind of like a surfer
4: dude. Still sounded like <laughs> his character from <laughs> Bill and Ted's, right? <laughs> um, so these uh, Bridgerton stars are getting work after Bridgerton. Jonathan Bailey will be uh, working opposite Ariana Grande and Cynthia Revo in the Wicked movie. Wow. And, uh, our boy John M. Chu Step Up. Step Up 2, that is. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, they just confirmed that. So that's. Uh, interesting and uh, phoebe Devonor, who was in the first season of bridgeton is going to be in a miramax spy thriller called inheritance Um, so look out for that film as well um what else well uh, they're doing a gran turismo film based on the uh, popular video game and we talked about david harbour being attached last week just joining the cast orlando bloom uh, which is a huge name and Darren Barnett, from one of the breakout stars from Never Have I Ever. That should be uh, – I'm really curious to see. I mean, you know, it's, it's all about professional race car drivers, Gran Turismo, and uh, we'll have to uh, see what they do. You know, video game adaptations can be tricky.
0: You know um, what you have to mention?
4: Like Super Mario Brothers, for instance.
0: That's a video game. <laughs> it's not a video game, but when we were at the gala and Jimmy Smith couldn't come. He's in the upcoming Mission Impossible.
4: Is he, Wasn't is he, that? Oh, no, I think you mixed it up. I thought Asai Morales is in it.
0: Oh, well, but he's in something Impossible. new that's coming yes. out.
4: Jimmy Smith is in a new series called East New York.
0: East New York. That's because like, they showed the clips side by side. Yeah. And I couldn't get why why the Mission Impossible, because all I saw was Tom Cruise. See,
4: yeah, we didn't see Asai Morales in that one.
0: Yes, it's like, how, what's the point? He's
4: attached to it, so... So speaking of reboots and sequels, number 5 on my list, um they just announced this is, this is great news and I'm curious to ask our guest Robin this. They're going to produce a new Karate Kid movie which is going to tie into the original franchise and Cobra Kai. But apparently they're not going to bring any of the uh the cast from Cobra Kai to this movie, which I don't know wh- how that would be possible because the cast are the OGs from the Karate Kid movie. But um yeah, they're looking for a Karate Kid movie in 2024, June of 2024. And so you're I, saying
0: they're recasting everyone across no, the board? No, it's
4: not going to be a reboot. It's going to tie into the original Karate Kid movies. It's going to pay respects to the original Karate Kid movie, just like Cobra Kai did. Just don't know where, what the storyline will entail. So I'm very, very curious to see what's going to happen. Because, I mean, yeah, now we know what's going on with Johnny and, and Danny LaRusso in Cobra Kai which is a phenomenal show, Desi. If you have not watched, you've got to watch. It. It's so good. Um, already it's fifth season. It take it up, but,
0: I know. Um, it's so bad, but I'm just so busy. I know. I, I, know. I can't even sit down time, in front of a
5: program. I make time I tell you what, the, time. Uh,
0: but you know what I did see, which interested in me, is they're coming out with another interview with a vampire.
4: Yeah, that's going to be in a series on AMC. Yeah. I, I love I loved that movie with Tom Cruise, Kirsten Dunst.
0: See, honestly, I did. I have read her books, Anne Rice's books, and she was so accurate in her description that the people that they cast look nothing like what's in her books. So it's interesting because what I'm noticing right away is the people that are going to be in these series look closer to the people that she wrote in those books. So this is going to be interesting. And they're really the the difference too that they did not do with the Tom Cruise version but this one is they're showing you that there was a uh, romantic relationship between the two vampires which is how the one ended up becoming a vampire
4: okay (laughs) yeah I'm I'm probably going to be tuning in for that one that that should be pretty good and uh, sadly we we lost um Anne Rice recently
5: oh no really
4: uh, yeah I know that uh, we. She was attached to, to produce or consult, obviously, because this is her works. But, yeah, she, I believe she died last year.
5: This How old is she?
4: Get up. Call. Maybe you can search for it really quick.
5: Yeah, um, because
0: you know what? You know, it's funny. We don't realize how fast time goes by. Yep. I am. While, while you keep talking, I'm going to. Yeah, this
4: Yeah, go ahead and pull that up. Um, Number six, um, looks like Will Smith is trying to make a comeback, despite (laughs) despite the slap scene around the world uh, on Chris Rock. (laughs) So a film project called Brilliance, which was produced by Will, um, apparently um, has been floating around for years. And uh, right now they're looking for director. So Will – you know, he's been laying low since the Oscar slap. And uh, at one point was attached to star in the film.
0: And actually a very good idea after, because that was, oh, wow.
4: Yeah. But now he's not <laughs> wow. committed to star in Brilliance at this point in time. It's an adaptation of a novel of the same name by Marcus Sacchi. Um, So it imagines the future one percent of the world's population is born with a special mental and physical ability, and this sounds like the X Men. But anyways, leading the world's governments to track them and have branded them brilliant. Oh God, it screams X Men. But okay, I guess. Oh, I'll here's
0: know. here you go. She was eighty. She was like, eighty years, was it years old. Anne year Rice passed away. Um, no, it looks like she uh, passed year? away in twenty one.
4: 2021. Okay, that's recent. Yeah, and also Will Smith um, apparently has a project called Emancip- Emancipation, which is a Civil War drama that is supposed to drop on Apple. They pushed the film's release to 2023 um, you know, because of the fallout. But uh,
0: because of the slap around the yeah, world. Yeah,
4: exactly. So hopefully um, audiences will get to see that film. I mean maybe by 2023 maybe maybe all will be forgiven i don't know i don't know we'll have to wait and see what happens all right so number 7 on my list is stuff in netflix and uh i'm really looking forward to this movie called blonde have you heard of it <laughs> anna de Armas. uh she plays marilyn monroe which again people had called contra- uh, controversial only because she is cuban and european spanish but
0: she doesn't Saturn. Look, look like her, their typical version of...
4: When you look at Out of the armist in this trailer, as Marilyn Monroe, you're completely sold. You, you, She looks, she captures Marilyn Monroe's look and essence and...
5: But here's the soul. funny
0: thing that people amazing forget. Amazing. People think all Latinos are olive skin or darker and they pigeonhole, but but Latinos range there are more that you know because original Spaniards were were very fair so then the Moors came in and you know uh but they range they they look very Caucasian to olive Mediterranean to black to afro-latino yeah 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 (laughs) so So, one of the performers we saw at the gala um blonde blonde hair blue eyes and she she sang this a uh, very mexican mariachi type song <laughs> she was and beautiful by the way she was beautiful and she got those high notes yeah. and grinded it yeah it was so just amazing Anna
4: Armas, if you see the because they have you know um photos uh, publicity photos um it drops on netflix on september 28th she did interview recently talking about 'Cause it's it is NC seventeen. There's gonna be nudity in it. And she's kind of like Oh my She's concerned about the nudity making its around on the internet, which is gonna happen. People screen cap stuff all the time. Um but uh, well, what does
0: it matter if you go and you see it at the movie theater anyway? Yeah you're on a, a fifty foot by fifty foot screen. That's actually everything a good point. you got's gonna look it's gonna, bigger.
4: It's exactly. She said, I know it's going viral and it's disgusting, but yeah, you do bring up a very valid point, Des. She's going to be naked on a big movie screen. So uh, I don't know. She's basically saying upsetting to think about it, can't control it. You can't really control what they do, and they do take things out. But it is MC-17, so you're going to see it.
0: (laughs) Well, look, I'm not a major star, and I did that thing with Blair Underwood. Uh And then later on, somebody told me that my boobies ended up on on a, a website. And I was like, what? And there's these actual butt heads that put clips of women that have topless scenes and rate their boobies.
4: Right. I, it, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. But what, what it's was so about, stupid. Where, where can I where can I see your film with? No, nah, never films? mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Look out for it. That's even less. Actually, they
0: were very perkier then. <laughs> so people can watch them all they want.
4: <laughs> I just me. Uh, wow. All right. Um, Cobra Kai um was the number one um TV show on Netflix, but it was just uh taken over by the Jeffrey Dahmer biopic series yeah. called Dahmer Monster, the awesome. Jeffrey Dahmer Story. And I just saw the trailer, Evan Peters, man, he does creepy very well because he does all the American Horror Stories. And uh, he got, he has a look down um, and it's, you know, you see in the trailer, he's driving down the road with giant black trash bags in the backseat of his car, which obviously were dead.
0: Uh, see, you know, that's gotta be all the younger generation that, that yeah. because when we were finding out about him, it was happening. And when we found out what he really did, it was just horrifying.
4: Right. Well, it was happening for you. I was I was still a little baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> Wasn't
4: it the seventies?
0: I mean, it's it's horrible. Yeah, I mean No, I was a, I was a baby then, not where where did he live? Where did Jeffrey Dahmer actually reside? Yeah, no, it's between
4: seven yeah, no, seventy eight and ninety one. No, but I
0: mean what city did he reside? I was a little baby. Was it D.C. that Jeffrey Dahmer resided
4: well, in? Well, no. it was, um, yeah, uh, yeah, so Jeffrey Dahmer between 1970 and 1991 gruesomely took the lives of 17 innocent victims, um, and. Uh,
5: Does it say what city? No, now you're going to make me look something.
4: You be my Internet person.
0: Let's By see, night. where did Jeffrey Dahmer live? Where is the Jeffrey Dahmer house? Nine twenty-four North Twenty-fifth Street. <laughs> but but where?
4: Well, you just go to. Well, let's try Wikipedia.
0: Oh, it seems like it was Milwaukee.
4: Okay, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. Anyways, uh, the trailer is very, very. Uh, it's a powerful trailer. It does you should check it out. Um, no, I, Peters. <laughs> I mean i love i love scary stuff and i love i mean it's a biopic so it, it's what makes this even more terrifying is it's based on actual events you know
0: well yeah very <laughs> gruesome events right,
5: right. um yeah
0: oh um, the only thing that i ever laughed about was back then they had ren and stimpy uh-huh. <laughs> do you remember ren and stimpy the cartoon I remember ren and, stimpy. and somebody knocks on the door And the guy answers, he's got a walrus that he's hanging like this. And he says, call the police. And they didn't. And then the psycho just takes him back in. And that is reminiscent of when the police actually stopped at Jeffrey Dahmer's house. Because one of his victims escaped. And he was running kind of naked through the streets. And I guess he was in shock. And they took him back. They thought it was kind of like a gay domestic violence thing hey they took the guy back to jeffrey dahmer's house that was the last you
4: saw of him. well you, you get to see all of it in this new, uh, upcoming netflix series. Oh no! check it out check it out um speaking of horror uh, mike flanagan is is the king of horror and he's from he's representing towson university um this is new horror series the midnight club it's uh, based on a novel the same name by christopher pike it's about a group of terminally ill patients in rotterdam home gather at midnight to share scary stories and the group makes a pact to contact others from beyond the grave um should one of them perish uh, not really familiar with any of the actors attached to this particular uh series but the trailer looked amazing good that's yeah, it looked really good um mike Flanagan, <laughs> he's he's i mean he's killing it man literally on his tv show and figuratively um he's, he's become quite the showrunner um and um one of my guilty pleasures is emily in paris i have i love lily collins i just uh, dropped some uh first look images um that shows lily collins character of emily enjoying all that france has to offer does not have a premiere date yet but look out for it all right uh number eight on disney plus got to talk about andor the star wars the newest star Wars series uh it's a prequel of a prequel basically so it's the prequel of rogue one which is like a prequel to the first star wars movie in 1977.
0: well isn't though. that what all the star wars stuff
4: is now it's well, the like wars, they jump around the timeline you have to be a super fan like myself to understand everything in the timeline because this is going again before the timeline of rogue one but after the events of episode three revenge of the sith and it's about Cassian andor um uh, centers around his character following his home planet's destruction and the rise of uh, the Rebel Alliance. And uh, yeah, it also stars Kyle Soler, Stellan Skarsgård, Adria Arjona, and Fiona Shaw. And,
0: <gasps> Fiona uh, Shaw is in this? Yeah. Wow.
4: Fiona Shaw is in it, yeah.
0: Oh, Chachi look online, who joined us.
4: In the 80s, we We're just talking about Andor. Have you checked out any of the episodes yet? I have not yet. It's it's been amazing. It's been an amazing series. This particular series is not about a b- bounty hunter and it's not about Jedi. And uh, it's it has very it has very refreshing themes. It's I think it's the first Star Wars project for adults. Oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, the opening episode, uh, Diego you know, Diego's character of Ander goes to a brothel. You know, and he's trying to find his sister, and then he, he gets apprehended by two um, uh, guards from the Empire and a whole. Okay, but they are them. like bounty hunters
6: and Jedi's in this, right? Somewhere.
4: Well, the central story does not concern Jedi or bounty. Okay,
6: but they're still the same. Like they can talk about them and stuff. Like oh, they, they know about, about them.
4: them. They can okay. know about them, but they're not going to be leading. They're, it's really, pretty much the. The Rise of the Rebellion for this
6: one. Okay, so it's not like a whole other section of the universe.
4: Um, well, I mean, it, it is a prequel for Rogue One, so you liked Rogue One. I told me that was one of the newer movies, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically Cassian Andor's um, origin story. Okay. And, uh, I mean, the first, the first three episodes are already on Disney+. Plus. Um, again, no Skywalkers, no, no Sith. Yet, at least for the first three episodes, um, but that's how they're kind of like you know they're kind of like uh calling it you know
0: but yeah no. you know what Disney plus must be making bank, and yet I have a couple of measly stocks, and I haven't seen an increase, so like show <laughs> me the money
4: they are making bank <laughs> absolutely, uh, but yeah, cashian is from a planet called Canari, okay. So, um, it's a very um forest forest like planet. Um and like they, Endor. They sh- like Endor and his name is Andor but the yeah exactly. Okay. Um and uh, they go back in flashbacks to um Andor's childhood on Kanari Um uh, as a preteen and um are part of an indigenous community uh, culture on that planet. Um but yeah um and uh, you know uh, when when uh cash and andor escapes as a young teen uh he gets um i guess rescued by fiona shah's character of marva so yeah seeing uh and i love it you know they're gonna tie in rogue one with forrest whitaker in a future episode uh mon mothma the character of Mon Mothma played by genevieve o'reilly will also as well so uh okay cool yeah,
0: I've got to see it just for Fiona Shaw because she is a very intense.
4: She's good actress. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, project that Fiona Shaw? acted?
0: Well, she really predominantly is known as a theatrical actress. OK. And she amazing Shakespearean actress. Amazing. And she has been on some recent stuff. And for a while there, I caught her. Uh, doing a, a part in that show God, the name just popped out of my head yeah. it's the one where there's a, a psychopathic woman that's killed Jane or something like that oh what is it yes killing
4: um, killing Eve
0: killing Eve and killing Eve? she yeah. somehow gets apprehended by Eve and is able to get into Eve's I mean or or the name of this who's the psychopath in it Who's the oh, name of the character?
4: Yeah. Isn't it Eve? Eve is, Eve is the other. See, I don't watch the show.
0: So. I, I, I watched her, and she okay. was basically the only link to that woman's past. Like this person grew up, I guess, with foster home <laughs> through foster home, no direct family. You know, they're setting up the backstory as to why she's a psycho. Um, but yeah, she was about to ki- kill Fiona Shaw. And it was just a bunch of manipulation in there and stuff. But she's a phenomenal actress. So I, I really want to see what she does with this.
4: Yeah. Um, if, I mean, I know you're not a big Star Wars fan, but maybe you can start being a Star Wars fan.
0: I am a Star Wars fan of the original Star
4: well, Wars. There's a lot of new stuff coming out there. I know. <laughs> gotta get with the times. Um, has anyone been watching She Hulk on Disney Plus? That's been a. Uh... That's been a fun show, man. It's
6: oh god, it's really?
4: So it's really funny, man. Now, Tachi, you might think it might be a little you know, pushing the feminist agenda or woke agenda. No, it's just I just think it's really funny and uh, uh, it's is really like a funny. half hour show. It's a half hour show, but it, it's I, I get a lot of laughs out of it and it's uh. Well, That's not that kind of too funny. hard. Honey, she was trying to <laughs> to date in Los Angeles, but she finds that she's getting more dates as She Hulk. In her, in one episode, so she ends up um, <laughs> uploading a updating profile as She-Hulk gets a ton more hits right than she was at her alter ego Jennifer Walters, and then uh, she hooks up with some dude right as She-Hulk. He wakes up in the morning and sees her as her normal form as Jen Walters, and she's, he's like I gotta go, I gotta go. I he, was, <laughs> he wasn't liking Jennifer Walters, but he was so he, had like, he had like a
6: green fetish. Yeah, I guess he has yeah. a
4: like super, superhuman fetish or something like that.
6: Okay.
4: But, uh, yeah, it was it was kind of fun. Jamila, okay, some guys Jamila,
6: like women that are a lot stronger than them. I guess so, right?
4: Yeah. Jamila Jamil uh, plays Titania. She's she's another, uh, um, She Hulk villain, and she uh, she's just pretty. She's got an interesting power. She's basically the same powers as She Hulk, but uh, she doesn't Hulk up and turn green. She just pretty much is superhuman strength. Um, but uh,
0: yeah, it's, I it's just, how does stuff. she even become She Hulk? Is it similar to how the Hulk got his powers?
4: Yeah, so they do the origin story in the first episode. So Bruce Banner, who is um, uh, Jennifer Walter's cousin, they get in a car accident. Okay. They get in a car accident, and then um, the blood, I think uh, Bruce Banner's blood, enters into his cousin's bloodstream because they have the same genetics. Okay. Um, yeah. She's affected by the blood and becomes She-Hulk. In the comic book, she gets a blood transfusion and becomes She-Hulk. But they did they did the origin story a little bit different.
6: But in the comics, they weren't related.
4: They were related. They were cousins. In the comics. The comics, they are also cousins.
6: Okay. Yeah. So she got blood transfusion from him in the comics. Yep. And this one, what happened? Was this one is the, the blood dripped into her.
4: Yeah, the, I can she, the blood contacted her somehow because they okay. both got
6: injured in the
0: accident. It's cross-contamination. I
6: guess, <laughs> I don't know.
4: It, it, it was kind of
6: odd, I don't know. Um, That's like the opposite of AIDS. Makes <laughs> <laughs> you all know, like, muscular and strong. Right.
4: Uh, are you caught up on House of the Dragon, Chach? I am. Oh my God, you, so you watch episode five. This is the last episode yes. we're getting of, uh, of young... Young Renera and Rung Allison, you know, they're going to go with these new actresses from episode five and up, but I don't like the change. I mean, like, they, have, don't to jump at, they have to jump 10 years. I already fell in love with these characters, you know. But you a did. a great
5: job.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I like Al that. does that
4: a lot. <laughs> is great,
6: though. You know Al. Okay.
3: Well, yeah. You know,
4: she, she had a very spicy sex scene in episode four, which I yeah. saw, right? Um, and uh appropriate in real life. Yeah, yeah, she's 22 in real life, but you know, I think she was playing a little slightly younger in that one. Um But we saw a very interesting story arc for Kristen Cole, who is Renero's lover. who was a knight, and of course, as a knight, he's supposed to be celibate and not screw around. He's supposed to protect the princess. You know, that's what Kristen Cole's character, and yeah. she seduces him. Uh, because her her uncle uh, was seducing her earlier, and that's the thing about Game of Thrones. You could be related. Ew, and incest. And yeah, can, incest is was considered not taboo back then. It's crazy. It's it was
0: taboo. It's just the people of in power were the ones that were doing it, so they well, could the do whatever Canadians they want.
4: Indians are
6: weird because they want. You don't the- think all the commoners were banging each other too? Like all the <laughs> uncles in West and Virginia? And so. No, I take yeah. that back. <laughs> no, it's, it's all all of
5: our listeners in West Virginia. It, it,
4: it, is it, yeah, I know. <laughs> sorry about the. Sorry, West Virginia listeners, but, uh, um, but you saw a very, very um, Oberyn Martell like death in this episode five, Chachi. This was very bloody and brutal. Um, as you know, Renera was kind of in an arranged marriage to her cousin, which is crazy um, uh, Corliss Valerian's son, Lenore, Lenore. And Lenore is actually gay. So they were in kind of like a forced marriage to keep the royal bloodline pure. And apparently um, (laughs) Sir Kristen Cole had a problem with Lenore's lover uh, knowing about their secret and uh, apparently uh, punched him in the face and smashed his face to death. Um, Well, I I don't know exactly the motivation. I mean, I guess if anything – wouldn't, wouldn't it be more appropriate for – well, I guess they're both hiding secrets. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to find the motivation for Kristen Cole to, to beat this guy's bl- uh, face to a bloody pulp, Chach. Do, do you know? I don't know.
6: I, I don't know what's going on with this show. Like I'm confused a lot of episodes. Like, do they have recaps on HBO?
4: Yeah, that's why I love watching it on uh, HBO On Demand because they do the inside the episode.
6: See, that's what I need. I need to watch those because – just like the beginning of the original Game of Thrones, I was confused during the first yeah. season of who the characters were and their motivations. Right. It's and a then, lot. And then, again, and then again, I was confused by their motivations in the final season, too. Right. That was, right. that was unrelated. I know you didn't like those decisions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it sounds so, like
0: so, instead of a lot of gratuitous sex, it's a lot of gratuitous murder. Yeah. That's what makes Game of Thrones.
6: Great. A lot of sex, too, this season, too, but... They, so is the mad king going to be her son?
4: That's what I was wondering. Aegon. Got to be, right? The 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 son's name is Aegon, and I believe Aegon okay. was the mad king. Yes. Right. Yes. Oh my god. And that's a cute little baby that they cast for the for for uh for the son of uh, um King Viserys, you know. Uh and uh and it's interesting because Allison Hightower, the actress, the pet player. She's 19 years old. She marries 47-plus years old um, Patty mm. Constantine's character of King Viserys. Okay. And uh nothing wrong again, with that. Again, uh, nothing wrong with that, Josh. Right. <laughs> yeah, very similar uh, <laughs> very similar uh, beliefs to our, our, our good friend over there. <laughs> you know what we're talking about.
6: As long as it's legal, love is love.
4: Right? <laughs> you know what we're talking about, Des. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, that 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 was just a bloody crazy. I mean, that's the thing about a, they always have like a red wedding type of yeah. scene, and, and e- just know that every wedding is. But yeah, next someone's, episode, someone's gonna die. Yeah. Episode six, they're gonna jump in time. That one. I so, mean, couldn't uh, she
6: have? She could have played an older, you know, her older self, right? That actress.
4: I. I you know. Um, Ten years. Emily Carey, I think, might have been able to pull that off. I think, I think that that. Um, Millie Alcock, who plays Renera is a little too young looking.
6: Well, I mean, but she's she's 22, and she's playing, like, how old is she um, she's playing? playing... 18,
4: I think she's playing of age now, 18.
6: No, I mean, be, what, before?
4: I think in uh, the first two episodes, she was playing 14.
6: Okay.
4: And now she's playing 18, because I think four years has passed uh, after episode three, I believe. Four okay. years has passed, yeah. And now she's 18.
6: But they could... They could... They could make her a little
4: older, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I just the change of the casting. I just it takes me out of that world because you know you're it's already unrealistic. You know, it's it's uh, yeah. medieval times with dragons and magic and craziness. Right. And then you're gonna put another actor as the older version. Um, I don't know. I, I think I don't. The older the only way it works is like like similar to like young Princess Leia in Book of Boba Fett. Okay, I'm not bothered by that because she was 10 years old, you know.
6: Yeah, and people are gonna look different, you know. Yeah, exactly. In their 20s. But, I don't know. But I don't yeah, know. I didn't like the, um, you know, Han Solo movie for that reason because exactly the actor they exactly. got for him didn't act anything like Han Solo, and he would have been, you know, close to the same age as in A New Hope, you know. Exactly. What they should have done was
4: done the whole deepfake thing, just put it throughout the whole film.
6: Yes, yeah, I'd rather have that. Yeah,
4: yeah, they should do that. A couple more HBO things before bring on. Oh man, I can't wait for our special guest. Uh, Scanners, a 1981 cult classic from David Cronenberg, is going to get a series on HBO. Oh, series, okay. Series on HBO. Yeah, were you a fan of Scanners? I I don't know Scanners. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, so it will be a, a co-production. sounds co-pro- like the only one that
0: has a lot of time in their hands is Al. Like, he's like, Al yeah. sees every single thing. He's the well, expert
6: of all these things.
4: True, true. But yeah, I, I, I don't
6: know. He does I, his homework.
4: I, I, I haven't seen Scanners. This, it's a cult classic, supposedly. And I love Cronenberg's work. He's fantastic. Okay. So um, I'm, not, I'm not really familiar, but it's basically a small group of people with psychic, telepathic, and telekinetic powers. And one faction of Scanners, as people were labeled, was led by a power mad man named played by Michael Ironside. This was the movie. Michael Ironside, iconic actor for me. The- um, but they haven't attached any actors to this series yet. So. Um, and Sarah Paulson, she's just, when it comes to portraying other people, she's an, she is the
6: best. She's great. She so as you
4: know, she's Marsha Clark in um, People vs. So O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story. And then The Trip, she did an amazing job with and Then The Trip as impeachment, American Crime Story. Yeah. And now she's going to play Gwen Shamblin in a, a series called The Way Down, God, Greed, and the Cult of Gwen Shamblin. So uh, yeah, this is um, a true story based on Gwen Shamblin's rise from being a diet guru to founding her Tennessee church, okay. and uh, yeah. Uh, and I mean, really she's so good. She
6: can play both of us in the Below the Belt Show um, movie.
4: <laughs> Below you the know. Belt she's
6: Show movie! <laughs> yeah, she can Play both parts. She is fantastic. Chachi, Chachi and Al, she can play. She was, oh,
4: <laughs> she was overlooked at the Emmys for... Uh... Oh, wait, hold on. I gotta hit that out. She did win. That was last year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was just thinking, she should have won the Emmy, like... Um, I got one thing for Amazon. Um, They're doing a Mr. and Mrs. Smith series on Amazon. Oh, uh, what? That. Yeah, of course, this is the one with Brad's, Brad Pitt and uh, Angelina Jolie, but this will be a series. Um, if it's Amazon, and,
6: it'll be Mr. and Mr. Smith.
4: <laughs> right. It's Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> Mr. and Mr. I got it. <laughs> but they just attached Parker Posey and Wagner Mora. Uh, they're going to join Donald Glover, Maya Erskine, Kayla Cole, John Tatura, and Paul Dano. So, heck of a oh, cast. Like, not everything needs to
6: be remade. Not everything needs to be a series. Like. <laughs> not,
0: I I'm know. Just, it's sad, isn't it? I some series, good yeah. in. And, and you know ideas I, to make stuff. And you know, this is probably going to have a pretty decent budget because yeah. the movie did with all those pyrotechnic yeah. stuff. Oh, and yeah.
4: I love the movie. It's
6: fantastic.
4: I mean, this is, where, this is where Brad Pitt left Jennifer Aniston.
6: This is the
0: yeah, that's right. was a big mistake of
6: his life. Right. But the movie was good based on the two actors who were starring in it. It wasn't, right. you know, some amazing story that it just needs to be, you know. They a had theory.
0: a tremendous chemistry together.
6: Yeah,
4: chemistry that ended the marriage of.
0: But still, on screen, they look they're pretty damn good.
4: <laughs> um, uh, Parker Posey, did you see her in the um the recent um. Tales of the Walking Dead, she did a great job. They had a Groundhog Day type episode. I, I don't watch Going, it going back, um, you, you didn't watch any of the Tales of the Walking Dead, Chachi. No. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I haven't finished it. Uh, I know Anthony Edwards' uh, Goose makes an appearance as well.
6: But I've okay. only watched the first three. I watched the Alpha origin story. That was. Um, I heard nothing about Walking Dead anymore. Well, you're gonna finish uh, finish uh the final i have season. to now i'm i'm, I'm trying to, to finish the goldbergs i'm I'm oh, very loyal god. to this even though his stuff's awful oh god I'm it's so loyal. bad
4: but you're very loyal oh,
6: are you gonna to stop... in that season are you gonna stop after the...
4: jeff's last episode or you're gonna do
6: no he's um i watched the first episode of this season and they did kind of a good time jump where they referenced him dying Okay. But I guess it was like over the summer, and like I think it's like kind of the start of the school year, so they're not like too upset. Like most of the people were, most of the actors were surprisingly fine, their characters, in the first episode. But um, like kind of towards the end, then Beverly started breaking down about it, and then some of the other kids. But it is very weird, and now it's so convoluted. Like the grandfather moved into the basement now because his house burned down, and then you know. Barry moved back from from college, and there, and like his friends are always. It's just, everybody's all in the same house now. It's, it's really convoluted. It's like horrible writing. Horrible writing. It, sad, it used to be such a great show, but ah. you know the, the the show creator Adam F Goldberg. You, know, he, I've seen conflicting reports whether he either either left or got kicked out of his own show. And he is the one that based the show off his real-life experiences for a lot of the stuff, you know, and he would have the home videos at the very end of each episode, which they don't have anymore. They haven't for the last couple of years. Right. You know, and um, ever since he left, the show's gone downhill, like, a lot. I mean, he was a big fan of the 80s, you know. And plus it was about his family, his real-life family just, to a certain degree.
4: And the fact they're gonna they're going
6: to kill Jeff Garland's character. Yeah, he's already dead now on the show. Wow. Well.
4: Uh, I know, yeah. I'm curious to see how they handle. How did they, How? What was his cause of death on the show?
6: I don't think they even said. It. They said it was unexpected. Like, I don't think they really. I don't think they specified what it was.
4: Wow, it's crazy that show's still going on. It's, it's more than 10 years already now. Right?
6: Yeah, it's a 10th season, so like, you know, this should be. Nineteen eighty
4: nine. It should be in the nineties now or yeah, or nineteen eighty
6: nine. If anything. If 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 the first season started like in nineteen eighty, which it really didn't because Right.
4: Because of the yeah, the, the timeline's kind of a mess.
6: Which is smart for them. That was the smartest thing that he did because otherwise it was kinda of like somebody like trying to remember back on their life, you know, and, like if you think back to your childhood you can't, you know, for the the people that were alive in the eighties, like you can't remember <laughs> you know, what year was what that something came out a lot of times. So you're just like, I think it was around this date, you know, this year, or maybe it was a couple of years later. I'm not sure. So it's kind of like how they do it with that. And it keeps it easier, you know, to reference a lot of the stuff from the 80s.
4: Well, you are the king of the 80s. So if anyone is, I am. Uh, should be a consultant for the show to make things, make sure things are accurate. That well, be. that was
6: pissing me off when I see stuff and they like reference like a group or whatever, and they say what year it is, and they another group didn't, you know, have songs into the next year. And
4: Stranger Things is a little bit better about the 80s as far as uh. No, Stranger Things
6: the, is the best that have ever done it, I think, with the 80s.
4: Yeah, they're very accurate for, from the, the most, song choices to everything. What, um, what the
6: kids wear, just their attitudes and cu- stuff,
4: culture references, make yeah, sure that that timeline is correct and all that stuff. Yeah, it's very authentic, and
6: I think the, the Duffer Brothers like weren't even like I think they were born in the 80s, like so they weren't even like you know. Yeah, I think they were born like in the mid-80s, so they weren't even like really um, coherent or whatever to right. what's going on
4: in the 80s. It wasn't their formative. Right, it wasn't, years. no.
6: Yeah.
4: But yet they have a love for love for that time period, so I think that's really right. Good
6: for them. Good for them. You know? yeah. I wonder if they're going to do some kind of spinoffs, like maybe in the 90s or something. For like a you know what? I, yeah, series. yeah. I,
4: I do know that they did um, announce a spinoff that would have none of the cast from Stranger Things, but right. I'm, I'm guessing that would probably be in a similar time period.
6: I can see it in the 90s if
4: they do that. Yeah. So, um, all right. <clears throat> Number 10 on my list Hulu. They just uh, dropped an official trailer for the upcoming Hellraiser reboot. Anyone get a chance to check it out? Um, now the uh, Pinhead is a female. Jamie Clayton
0: has the. Oh my favorite. God. Pinhead's a female? <laughs> in
6: this That's reboot, kind of... yes. I think and... in the original, was it a book or comic? Is this based off of? I think that it was originally female.
4: That's right. A female. Um, Clive Barker's 1986 novella The Hellbound Hearts Okay yep. Which was adapted into a film in
6: 1987 So, yeah. so this is like a straight You know It's reading. a straight
4: reboot right. I believe Yeah, yeah. Um, And the pinhead and As you see in the trailer Causes havoc for a young woman named Riley Played by Odessa Zion it follows The reboot follows Riley as She struggles with addiction And comes across an ancient puzzle box and um, that puzzle box apparently summons the Cenobites, who are the sadistic supernatural beings that come to Earth from another dimension. So. Um, and then in 1987, we saw Doug Bradley playing the leader of the Cenobites. Um, and the later sequels identified as Yeah, um, the trailer looked good. I'll be tuning in for that one. Uh, looked pretty good um also on Hulu, logan lerman will star opposite joey king in the upcoming limited series we were the lucky ones uh based on georgia hunter's best-selling novel so look out for that one and uh, i know king of the 80s loves molly ringwald she'll be joining uh the feud the show on fx hulu for season two playing joanne carson the second wife of johnny carson As you know, um, Feud is Ryan Murphy's anthology series on FX. Follows the true story of Truman Capote. Um, He was friends with numerous members of New York High Society, and he published excerpts of his uh, unfinished novel, Answered Prayers. Um, So, um, yeah, Ryan Murphy, the king of the anthologies. Ryan
6: Murphy, the person that never sleeps.
4: Right? How does he produce all that content? I
6: have no idea.
4: That is insane, insane. I don't know how he does it. Um <clears throat> over on Apple there's going to be a Better Call Saul reunion of sorts. Um Oh,
6: I heard about this, yes. Yes.
4: Yeah, so, it's not really a reunion as a storyline, but a reunion for Vince Gilligan, the showrunner and creator of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, and the star Rhea Seahorn. Um yeah, she's amazing. Yes, she's a phenomenal actress. Um, you know, she was from
0: our area. I did I did a play with her at the Woolly Mammoth Theater. Did you really oh, work did you really really Once singer? but twice. What, what was she like? She's great, and she's very funny. Huh? Was very down to earth. And at that point, decided that she was going to move to New York. She's an artist, by the way. She's a very gifted artist yeah. on canvas and stuff. And yeah, she was known for artwork. very very sensuous kind of things but she does other stuff too but she basically was able to pay her bills in new york with some you know selling some of her art and i guess i don't know if she ever worked in a restaurant so you or whatever went but the theater in new york together no we did theater at the woolly mammoth theater company in dc that's in dc oh,
6: cool. wow yeah she, so she actually featured some of her art on episodes of better call Saul, like you know right. like on the wall of her apartment and stuff they had her her actual art Interesting. But yeah, okay. but she's so good. Like she was only hired to be in a few episodes of season 1 for Better Call Saul and they made right. her like you know, one of the central characters of the whole entire series that lasted the whole time. Wow, they brought that's her how, back. That's how well she um got her character across.
4: Yeah, yeah. So we don't know much about this series on Apple TV other than that Seahorn's character is being kept in the wraps for now. Yeah, I mean, it's and, sad to see everybody
6: splitting up now like from the it, show. And it won't be in Yeah. Ever
0: they were okay. they were together how long
6: how many it years was, i think it was it was six um seasons so, but i mean you know the seasons took longer than a year a lot of times especially during COVID.
5: yeah oh yeah so we don't so, know I mean, it started like the, the i think
6: it started like a year or two after breaking bad went off the air ah
4: but yeah we have um, no idea of the story nothing about the characters just know they're going to work together on a project and it won't be an anti hero story. Mm. Which is what Vince Gilligan, you know, excels in with breaking bad and really? so about call Salt. Is anti-hero. he creating
6: the series or what?
4: Yeah, he's gonna be the showrunner. Okay. Yeah.
6: All right.
4: Now you gotta you subscribe to Apple TV to watch. I won't, but no. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're a Ted Lasso fan, um you can play some of the characters of Ted Lasso on FIFA twenty three, which is crazy. On oh, um, what? FIFA 23, the soccer game. Oh. You can you can actually play characters, you know, team members from the Ted Lasso TV series, which is AFC Richmond. Um. And those characters are playable. So.
6: I mean, do they play soccer on the show?
4: Yeah. It's a sh- you haven't seen the show. It's a show. No. Soccer.
6: Okay. It's okay. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see the correlation now.
5: You see the
4: correlation now. Now it yeah. makes sense. Yep. <laughs> uh let's see 1923 new cast members include jerome flynn who's known as braun from game of thrones and uh robert patrick has been uh they're gonna just announce for the cast if if that cast wasn't already uh very much star-studded already with harrison ford you know and uh, oh my god yeah helen mirren and now you're gonna add the jerome flynn and
6: and uh, Robert Patrick. I mean, uh, 1883, I thought was great, and I and I thought it could have been multiple seasons. I was shocked when then like they ended it after one season.
4: Yeah, I guess it was only intended to be a um, limited series then.
6: I didn't know that. I didn't know that, or or they yeah. didn't say that, and I find out too like near the end that it was only going to yeah. be one season.
4: Uh, I I know 100 percent you'll be watching this one.
6: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. When does that start? Did it say?
4: Um. Yeah. Right next year. I don't Oh yeah, I, I guess they're still in production because they're they're just. Uh, I think Yellowstone
6: comes out near the end of the year.
4: Yeah, I, I believe it's still in pro- in production right now. So.
6: Um, it's so funny that the, all these big time stars like they would always like you know run away from you know TV offers, and now they're all like you know because yes. the quality's so high now you know and the viewership and the money, you know they're all coming around.
4: It's it's amazing, yeah. It's just uh, I mean, this Harrison is the first series
6: ever for Harrison Ford, right?
4: Yeah, like Harrison yeah. Ford's doing a series. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is doing Tulsa King. Yeah,
6: that was great. Yeah. There's only
4: like, uh, and now Leonardo DiCaprio, of course, she did Growing Pains, but there's only a handful of actors that have not done a television series
6: yeah.
4: yet. And I think the few that come to mind include Margot Robbie, Leo DiCaprio, Brad That James. is true,
0: because I remember when I started acting, it was like, tells, it was a clear division between a theatrical actor and television, and they almost looked down on the television actors, right. and I I think the reason was because really in television those original soap operas were so bad, like right. they would re they would reuse characters in the same soap opera and put a wig on them, and you were <laughs> expecting to think it was somebody else. They're like,
6: huh? right, eh? right. <laughs> twin brother, exactly. Um, Put a mustache on me, he's the evil twin brother.
0: Yeah.
6: <laughs> or a goatee. Uh,
0: the set moves when they slam the door. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Good. Over on Peacock, we have um, a movie called Meet Cute. Interesting yes. title, but it's a uh, romantic comedy with Kaylee
6: Cuoco and Pete Davidson. Well, meet wow. Cute is its a term in um, television. It's like a situation um, where people meet up like and they meet each other like in a cute way. Okay. It's an old TV term, and I only know about it because of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I use oh, that term cool. in one of the episodes.
4: That's great.
5: Uh, that, but yeah, it, I had no idea. That's a weird
6: name. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So basically, the girl meets the boy in a nondescript bar, some yeah. endearing pleasantries, a round of old fashions. They take their conversations to the streets of New York, sparks fly. They fall into a luster stupor. Um, they part ways, promising to see each other soon. The next day, the girl meets guy again at the same bar, and they do more rounds of drinks. And they stumble across the streets again, and basically they repeat their first date in perpetuity. Um, perpetuity. It's like a
6: Groundhog Day.
4: It's like a yeah, a romantic Groundhog Day. And uh, you know what? You got Kaylee Cuoco, you got Pete Davidson, and they're like, you know. They're killing it, man. You know, um, Pete Davidson, you know, he had to move from Saturday Night Live because uh, I guess there's so many other opportunities. And it's like complete mass exodus over on Saturday yeah. Night Live. Um, they've yeah, lost like, so you incredible. know,
0: Saturday Night Live for the longest time has been coasting. And <laughs> I think we stuff. just watch it because we got used to watching it and there's loyalty involved. Mm-hmm. But there are plenty of times I put on Saturday Night Live, and I went, "This wasn't funny. <laughs> no. <laughs>
6: no,
0: no, you're no right something like
6: the Simpsons, like I don't watch either, but I'd be upset if either of them like ended um, ended, yeah, right, yeah, because they have such a long run, yeah. but
0: like when yeah. they would bring in certain guest characters, mm-hmm. and then it was like, oh wow, this is the this they're kind of bringing back what it used to be. Yeah. But then those guest characters were only there for like well, that show. I mean, and then...
4: A lot of it had to do with the, the changing of how, how comedy is and how you have to be very careful about the comedy that you think about because in a politically correct climate. But uh, but yes, Chris Red is the latest cast member of Leave Saturday Night Live. So um, not only Chris Redd uh, is no longer on the cast, Katie Bryant, Pete Davidson, Kate McKinnon, Kyle Mooney, Alex Moffat, Melissa Villasenor and Aristotle Athari all gone from the cast. That's crazy. That's so many cast members. But they just announced uh, the debut on October 1st it will be none other than Miles Teller from Top Gun Maverick as the host. So that's a big uh, host for that one. And Kendrick Lamar will be guest. Uh, Brendan Gleeson will host on October 8th. Uh, to promote his new film, The Banshees of Innis Jackie's grandson. Jackie's grandson, yes. And Megan Thee Stallion will be a musical guest and a host for October 15th. All right, so that's uh, network TV there. um, But also on network TV, Bottom Leap, another uh, popular reboot. Uh, over on NBC, Justin Hartley and Sophia Pernas have just been attached to guest star on that series. Uh, have you turned into, tuned into Quantum Leap on NBC, Chach?
6: No. Um... You were a fan of that show, if I, if I recall,
4: yeah?
0: I was a fan of Quantum Leap, and it's kind of cool now. They have an Asian playing the lead.
4: Representation, I guess, right? Whoop there you go. Yeah, Dr. <laughs> ben Song, Raymond Lee. Right.
6: Well, I'm upset because Scott Bakula is not going to be in it. You know, he he he's alive and well. Why wouldn't he be a part of it? Well, they asked him, and I think whatever they offered him or whatever kind of role he was going to have, he didn't want to do it, which is surprising because he's like Mr. Quantum Leap, and he loves it, everything yeah. about it. So, I mean, from what I've read, like, I assume that he was insulted by whatever they offered him to do. Right. So I don't know.
4: Huh. I guess so, but I mean, this is—he's the OG man, you know. It's just like you couldn't have Cobra Kai without Daniel Larusso, you know, Ralph Macchio. Same thing with Quantum League. can not have Scott Bakula. Maybe, Five maybe, grand. maybe it'll be a big uh, cameo. Feedback like feedback. I, I do believe in in um, National Treasure. Uh, that I don't know. I just have a, uh, and I think maybe the, the same with Quantum League. Just wait, wait and see if that happens. Well, um, I feel the
0: same way about Hocus Pocus. If I didn't have the same three stars in it, it wouldn't be the same. Hocus Pocus right. without Bette Midler I and know, Sarah right? Jessica Parker. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yep, apparently the original film it. is is uh, at the top. Kathy of the list. Yeah, Kathy Najimy, yeah. People are watching the first Hocus Pocus uh preparation for the upcoming.
0: The three of them See were the perfect in in those parts.
6: Yeah. Yeah, you I'm pre- know, I'm, pre- I'm prepared to be disappointed by the um, sequel. I don't know. Yeah, I don't maybe know. Maybe not. not. If somebody else was making it, like if the Kriber Kai guys were making it or something, <laughs> I'd,
0: have,
6: I'd have faith yeah. in it. But it's Disney, and D- Disney's all about the money, and they don't care about actually making a lot of things good. But you know what? Sometimes
0: Disney. D- Disney gets their name on something because they've yeah. purchased it, but they not and they're distributing it, but they're not necessarily the creators.
6: Yeah, but I mean, they, um, I mean, Disney was on it from the original Hocus Pocus. So, uh, I mean, I don't, know. I don't know how much creative input they had on it.
4: Getting word that uh, Robin will uh, be joining. soon. she had a little. That is good news. That she will? That <laughs> so she will be. She will be. Yes. Yeah, usually when I hear the term emergency, it's like they're not going to be. Yeah, yeah,
6: no, exactly. Um,
4: all right, one. Uh, hopefully, we'll throw out uh, one more thing. Golden Globes returning. Can you believe it? After a one-year hiatus, you know they got in a little bit of heat for not having a di- diverse um, academy, I guess representation. Oh, uh, well, it was it was the most
6: diverse academy ever, right? Because it was like every country was involved, right, around the whole that's world. That's
4: what they're saying, but apparently they, yeah. they they had zero black members. They might have every, they'd every country. Other, they'd every had like
6: member, right? They had every other member, right? That every other like
4: ethnicity, maybe. Yeah. But no, no black
6: members, so super diverse. It's not one one race of people.
4: Yeah, and that was considered yeah. controversial for them to uh, to cancel yeah. an entire uh, you know year, which is crazy. But but yes, com- they're coming back in 2023, back to the same location, the Beverly Hilton, and um, they NBC declined on the terms of the deal. But um, apparently, it, no, this, is the, this is the group, the Hollywood For, uh, Foreign Press Association, the HFPA. That's the organization that apparently um, did not have um, diversity. So they now they added 103 members to their organization. Um, and now they have 52% female, 52% racially and ethnically diverse, with 20% Latin, 12% Asian, 10% Black and 10% Middle Eastern. So, so now they, they feel now that they uh, are more representative, I guess.
6: Nah. How many how many are Republicans? Did it say? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say they talking didn't diverse, say. right?
4: Right.
6: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> left that part out, huh? They left that part out, yeah.
4: <laughs> oh my god. Oh, over on Roku, Kevin Hart, uh his uh action hero spoof show. Uh just uh just announced John Cena, Ben Schwartz, Paula Pell have joined the cast for Die Hart Two, Die harter. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> You hey. guys, I'm so That's sorry. All right. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> we are happy. All right. Uh, let's go <laughs> ahead and introduce our oh special guest of the evening. Second time on Below the Belt Show. It's been about, what, five years? And we yeah, saw Cobra right? Kai. Yeah. Cobra Kai 25th, season five. 19, 2017.
5: Yeah,
2: that was the
6: yeah, was time. last time we had her on. Yep. But we're I happy remember. bring her back.
2: You remember? Of course I do. I Aww. remember. Of course I remember.
4: It was in her diary. And we are happy to welcome back on Below the Belt Show actress extraordinaire Robin Lively. Hi, Thank
2: you me. guys. You're amazing. Back. <laughs> We're hey, so-
4: girl power. <laughs> we are so, so kind. happy to see you back on you. Cobra Kai season five. That's, you know, mostly why we wanted to have you back because that just made us really happy. Yeah. Um, because Cobra Kai pays respects to the original source it? material and karate kid and bringing your character jessica andrews back into uh cobra kai just was perfect in so was many like ways full
2: circle moment wasn't it yes well, we, terry silver that. mike yes. barnes jessica yes. oh so good
4: when you <laughs> got the call that uh they wanted to reprise your role what were your thoughts initially
2: oh you guys i was so excited i was like waiting for the call i'm like okay any day, right? Like, they, like it has to happen. Right. So um, I was so excited. I was waiting for it. I was like, I can't wait. I can't imagine what, how they're going to write her back into the show or back into. I didn't know how they were going to. Let me start over. I, when I got the script and I read that she was part of the LaRusso family by yes. marriage. I was literally yeah. freaking out. I'm like they could not have come up with a better backstory because I know the fan base is so massive and people have such high expectations. Absolutely. And I thought it was just going to be kind of a one-off where she comes in and who knows. Right. But to have her be such an integral part of the story and the, the, the universe and the family is like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is genius. Like I felt like they just totally hit it out of the park. I thought they did such an incredible job. Right,
6: yay! When did you get the call? I mean, was it just before season five, or what was um, it?
2: Um, it was. Well, let's see. We filmed this in October and November of last year, so, okay.
6: so it right was a big then. secret, huh? was right before that you get the phone call. Right before that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, so there's I, no reaching out in in previous no. years saying like, would you be available like down the uh, road if we wanted you? Yes. To?
2: there was, I mean, you know, social media nowadays is like, you can reach anyone by direct message. Right. So I had been speaking to the creators here and there, you know, okay, cool. and we were, you know, they knew I was excited about potentially coming back. I knew that they wanted me to come back. And it was just as a matter of, of, of timing. And, um, they were so sweet. They were like, the, the brainstorming that went on to figure out the best way to bring Jessica back was so endearing and it's meant so much to me. And by the way, I showed up that first day on set and I I was just screaming. It was like the greatest reunion of all time. I'm just oh, all over the place <laughs> because I hadn't seen Ralph since I was like in my twenties. Um, Eugene and I did a show called Johnny Coppahalla back on board way back when. And by the way, hit, um, Thomas Thomas's wife, Terry Silver's wife, she's an actress. She was also in Johnny Caballah. So yeah. Small anyway, well, the yeah.
4: one thing, even though they did bring you back, you didn't get to interact on screen with with right. Ralph or yeah. or Terry Silver, Thomas Ian Griffin, or this is true Mike Barnes, who you do true. owe another kick to the gut.
2: They do. He deserves <laughs> that. He's right, got exactly. that one coming, you guys.
4: Yeah. So that's he's got like
2: some. Like, Good. he's got mac and cheese come to the face. You know what I mean?
4: <laughs> that's what I'm expecting, and that's where I hope we see your character of Jessica coming back for season come six. Back,
5: yeah. So. yeah, I hope so, Especially too. Especially now
6: that you're a family. But this is why Cobra Kai is so great, because other shows would bring a character back, and it'd be real convoluted how they come back. Um, you know, I always see these fan theories. Um, they were saying, like, like Allie, um, when she, before she came back, they are like, oh, she's going to be the surgeon you know that um oh. that comes and, and helps uh, miguel you know and like like that and cobra kai doesn't do that kind of stuff and for you i was surprised i was so surprised to see you back um because i couldn't figure out how they would do it because i'm like well you can't come back it just happened to be like you know because you weren't a couple either yeah, so how would you come no, back and
2: know, see right? this could have you know, been better I was thinking well I'd heard I'd seen some people say like oh she maybe she'll be Peyton List's mom or I saw that one floating yeah. around quite a bit um,
6: yeah and they say the same like, thing about um Hillary Swank too
2: yeah no this is so much better it's just so, and uh, and then she starts scrapping in the bar
6: oh yeah
2: with, I mean you guys with with Elizabeth Ann Rooney. <laughs> My God! Yeah, so, God! That,
6: yeah, so, so the people who don't know about that um, character, can you describe it? I know about it, but, oh, but most people no. wouldn't recognize that Easter egg at all.
2: Oh yeah, so Elizabeth Ann Rooney, the chick that we were fighting in the bar. Lizzie, yeah. Lizzie, the bully, <laughs> she was actually, she was mentioned in Karate Kid 3 as being the, oh. the one that stole Jessica's boyfriend. Wow. The, guy the headless photo. She stole the boyfriend. So,
6: how great is that? That's what the guy. Guys, is, is that
2: fun? Every little
6: detail, every little mention from any of the Karate Kid movies is fair game. And this like definitely proves it. You know? Yeah.
5: Sure. We're like,
6: 99% of the um, fan base who watches this probably wouldn't even pick up on that. You know? But for the true diehards, the 1%, oh, they're like, oh my God. Be- like, that's amazing.
2: Better- yeah. Because it, we, I did refer to her as Lizzie, right? But then I yeah. think we, something, she said something. What was her line? I can't remember. Something Andrews and I called her Rooney. Right?
6: <laughs> oh so
2: good. And then yeah. we literally in a bar fight. I was
6: like, and yeah. she called um, she called Daniel's wife, um, Babe Ruthless.
2: Babe Ruthless, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really, like, good chat.
6: How did you like shooting that scene where you're in that
2: oh. bar fight and
4: pulling hair and all that oh, stuff?
2: Oh, you guys. It was I, it's not it's not often that I get cast in those types of roles, Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> getting in bar fights, it's just not really, you know. So for me, I was just over the moon about it. I could not have been more excited. And Courtney is so funny, the whole day we were just laughing the entire time. But you know, I have to say, like I give all the credit to the stunt women who were so great and so professional and make us look so good. You know, they're doing all the work I know like you can't really see, they can't see, and people can't see what I'm doing, but it's like when you're doing a bar fight like that, she would show, you know, like I would grab the back of her head, but she would put her hand back there as though, as though she was holding my hand, but she's doing all the exaggerated movements. Oh, well, she's doing okay, cool. it, but all I have to do is literally put my hand on the back of her head and then she grabs my wrist and she does all, so because I, I don't want to You know what I mean? Like, that makes me so uncomfortable. I'm so nervous about hurting someone, Yeah. but they were fantastic and made me look so tough and so cool.
4: (laughs) And then Mary Mouse or Samantha LaRusso with that flying sidekick to the rescue. That was
2: awesome. (laughs) You know, in one interview, I was like, yeah, that's my niece. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait, she's not my niece. She's like, what? She's my cousin. She's something. She yes, feels like sir. my niece, but she's not.
4: <laughs> Cousin's daughter, yes. You, yeah. How did you like working with Mary Mouser and Courtney oh, and, and Griffin, who was our guest last week?
2: What not he the greatest? Yes. Oh, awesome. I can't. So for me, like, you, you never know when you're going onto a set, especially one that's su- as successful as Cobra Kai. You just yeah. have no idea what you're going to be walking into. And the excitement and the sheer like giddiness of it all was mutual. Like I was so excited to be there. Everyone was so excited to have me there and it was just, I felt so welcomed. They were so great, so professional, so kind, so warm. It just felt instantly like family. Griffin was amazing. Mary, Courtney, everyone just welcomed me with open arms and made my job so easy.
6: So did that. you see the whole cast, I like, guess, during the rap party or anything for the season?
2: Well, the timing was so perfect because um it was Ralph's sixtieth birthday while oh, I was wow. Showed. And so I went, I got to see the people I didn't get to see, like Martin, Martin Cove, Thomas, yeah. his wife Mary, Mary Page. I got to see everyone at the party. So it was it was wow. so it was so much fun.
6: Wow, it's awesome. See, I always have been amazing. a big fan of um, Karate Kid* Part Three, and I know like um, like a lot of people didn't watch it. A lot of people uh, only watched the first two. Yeah, I and know. I, I think I loved it. I loved it too, <laughs> but I think I think the Cobra Kai um bringing a lot of people to go back and watch it now. Watch the third. Yeah, part, especially, oh, especially yeah. Younger kids. the younger kids. Because the younger kids watch the first one, you know, most of yeah. the time their parents showed it to them. But you know, they might not watch the whole series. You know, but you're missing out. Cause I thought I thought Part Three was like the most. Um, the most adult type of um kid, you know, you had um Terry Silver, which was the most menacing, you know. Yeah, uh, the whole series, you know. Um and I think this is uh yeah, bad boy Mike Barnes. I think this is really, you know, bringing a lot of eyeballs to that movie. And um I thought it was underrated at the time and I think it's um I think it's getting his um justice now. Absolutely. I hope
2: so. I I know yeah. that the that we scr- str- we struggled a bit with the script during shooting because it wasn't complete um we were getting a lot of rewrites and I know there was a lot of frustration with that but honestly for me i did not care i was so excited to be a part of that franchise and oh it was a career highlight i was obsessed with karate kid and daniel larusso yeah so to be a part of that even to this day i was showing my daughter The movie a couple months ago, and I'm (laughs) looking. I was like, "Oh my god!" It says Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, Robin Lively. Like, that's so awesome.
0: Really, really. Third third Billy right? (laughs) Insane. Well, now that you guys had uh, that reunion, do you think you're going to see each other more afterwards? Because I know I remember when they had the Friends reunion; they were all living in L.A. and they hardly—I think there were only three that saw each other occasionally and everybody else was scattered. Yeah.
2: Oh, you know, it definitely has rekindled friendships. Uh, Billy and I have known each other for, I I don't know, 30 years at least. Um, We don't see each other often, but we've been friends for so, one of the kindest, coolest guys you would ever meet in your life. Um, Phyllis, Ralph's wife, and I absolutely adore each other and their daughter, Julia, so I've become you know closer with them and she's like when you come to long island long island by the long way island. yes i'm see ya so i will for sure be doing that awesome
6: Are you, oh, you, were, what, you were what you were 16 oh. in that um in Credit kid part three that was correct? that was yeah. kind of related okay. to
4: my question i was wondering mm-hmm. when the rewrites had to do with you not being larusso's love interest because of your age yeah. at the time
2: um you know, I know that that was definitely, that was my perception. And I can't remember why that was my perception. If it was told to me, if I heard it, um, I think it was kind of a known thing without it being verbalized that that was, that was the
6: issue. So, Okay.
2: yeah.
6: But he was like 10 years older than you at the time, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. He okay, was married. Okay. I think they were just newly married at that time. Um, okay. and I Teenager, so <laughs> he, he still looked like a teenager, even Dad though is,
4: he was 10 years older than you.
2: He was so great, uh, just the consummate professional couldn't have been kinder, or you know, I i enjoyed every second of of that film.
6: Now, do you know that um if the rewrites affected the um final part of the movie? Because I always felt like the fight at the end of the movie was kind of rushed, you know, and I would like because the fight scenes yeah. on part one and two were so brutal and stuff. This one seemed like it went by so quick, you know, that was part of it
2: they weren't really like running all of that stuff by me. (laughs) so. (laughs) But I agree with you. I I think the same. And I know that a lot of people are like, I don't understand why Jessica left in the middle. Why would she leave? She should have stayed and been a part of the, I would have loved. I'm not sure why that happened either. So
4: But we got (laughs) the closure in in Cobra Kai. Let's see. Right. Yeah.
6: Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, the great Pat Morita passed away some time ago. Um, Do you have any good Pat Morita stories?
2: um he was so great he was he was I remember him telling me that he and um that that his daughter and I went to school together we went to junior high together and oh, I wow. had no, no clue I was like what but I knew <laughs> I knew his I knew he was talking but I didn't know her well but okay. he was like you, you go to school with my daughter I was like what no way. Oh, So way
6: cool.
2: he was great oh. I, I just uh, you know to be able to to share the screen with him how epic is that legendary
6: absolutely did he give you any kind of like acting tips or anything at the time or any kind no. of mentoring no. or anything no
2: no 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 not at all no we i mean our scenes were minimal we didn't have right, a lot right. you no know, um but he was as wonderful as you'd hope he'd be
6: so how, a, much of a, that, how much of the filming of on the cliff um when with the bonsai tree and everything was that really filmed on the cliff or was that like the sets or what?
2: Um, we did a lot of it um, on a stage, but we did go to Marin County and we did do some repelling like with, with the bad guys, um, with yep. Mike Barnes and Snake. We did do some of that in real time, but we didn't go very far. Obviously, we never Um I think I think it's kind of obvious now. Like when you see the film, I think you can tell which is like in the studio with the wind blowing, as opposed okay. to, you know, I, I can tell. Um, but funny story, uh, Ralph. When we did those uh, pickups and we were doing, we we're shooting um, on stage, the ropes that we had in Marin had poison oak on them, and he, a horrible case of poison oak like oh wow couldn't film
0: that is worse than poison ivy because i got that once it was horrific
2: oh it was brutal it was really painful i felt so bad for him i remember that so well and uh it was not a not a fun time for ralph oh no i did a little
4: marathon not only did i watch karate kid 3 today i watched teen witch
2: Um, you did not
4: i did i did i had to rewatch it and uh
2: Prepping for our interview. Yes,
4: I, but I loved I loved that work, and I wanted a refresher, but I was always thinking, this movie should have had a sequel or a reboot. Well, I like not the a reboot, no. re, Rebootquel, because it's the yeah. same characters paying homage, but it's been they so many years. I really
2: think, I mean, I find that those are so painful to watch. If, you know, again, the expectations right. are high. The original is so beloved. I don't think you can... I don't know. I do. I. I though. I. I haven't given up hope of some sort of a series or something. That yeah. would be.
6: Yeah. That would
2: be really fun. You know, Maybe like
6: your daughter. Yeah. Her special powers.
2: Wouldn't well, that be fun?
6: Like I, I, think yeah, I be watched awesome. that. I watched the movie every Halloween. It's one of my rituals, and like I watch that, like Hocus Pocus, and I think it's just as good as Hocus Pocus, and yeah. I would like to see it. Gain the fame of Hocus Pocus, you know, being um, be, be on, on that same level with a the merchandise classic, and everything. Right? Yeah, with the yeah. merchandise and the stores and the spirit That's... Halloween shops and everything. I want to see that. Yes, I think it's just well, as good.
2: It seems like I always hear Teen Witch around Halloween. It's Teen Witch, Hocus Pocus, and there's another one with Nev Campbell. What's the name of that? What's that one?
6: That's Scream. Scream? Scream.
2: No, 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 no. Oh. It's a witch one.
6: Oh, 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 the, uh, oh um, the,
4: craft. the craft.
2: The craft!
4: Yes, yes, yes.
2: yes. I, it's those three that I always hear and together. It's,
4: and it's all about witches, yeah. Yes, yes. I love it, yeah. But, uh, well, hopefully I hopefully all love... these
6: young kids now who, um, you know, may just be getting um, used to um, Robin now and being familiar, will go back and watch, you know, our great works and watch Teen Witch, especially around this Halloween season. Yep.
2: I love that you've watched us just today. That's so great.
6: Yeah, we're oh. watch it. I actually I went to the a lot of the filming locations out in LA when I went out there. I went to where they did the top that uh, wrap rap, you know, oh. in front of the house and stuff. So we've oh. done that location.
2: Did you really? <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah.
2: No. I'm a big nerd. Yep. Did you like did you reenact it? Did you get on a bike with a basket and get your? I didn't hat- do any of that,
6: no, no. But I lined it up the same box? angles and everything. I big time nerd. But are you, are you surprised, like, because like, when that came out, you probably you may have thought that was cheesy, the rap scene, but are you surprised oh. at how big that has become and, like, how synonymous well, that, with the movie it is? Yeah, that was, like, this
2: the scene that was, the, that was... <laughs> that, that scene, I think, is everyone's favorite. And Mandy and Noah, at the time, they were so embarrassed and didn't <laughs> do it. But you got to just embrace it at this point. Yeah. Everyone yeah. loves... That scene
4: and that rap. And the <laughs> I Love Boys um, music video. How you say? That was, oh, would you say well, I personally don't like boys, but okay, the, okay, the video okay. was. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> I see. Chachi's trying to trick me. I am. <laughs> yeah. But the, the video is really, really, really. It's so funny. And, and, Isn't it and, great? It's great. It's lovely. Ugh.
5: It's
4: lovely. Why do you like it, Al? Oh, Chachi, stop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: He's trying to make me say, I like boys. That's what no, 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 yeah, I mean, I mean why you like the video, I'm saying?
4: Yeah. Oh, no, the video's, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> oh it.
6: that, that, that actress is from other movies, like Can't Buy Me Love, is in that um, scene.
2: Oh, wait. Oh, 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 you're talking about Tina. Yeah. Tina, um, an amazing dancer. Yeah. Uh, she was in Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah, she was. Yep. Yeah.
6: Yeah. <laughs> and then and then zelda from um poltergeist
2: of course
6: yes how is she was she working with um she
2: was amazing she was so wonderful and so kind and the scene at the end where i sit on her lap that was actually like we just came up with that on the spot because it was seemed so ridiculous that that she would sit on that i would sit on her lap wait how did it end up Wait, how did it end up? Wait, um, you know, you just watched it. I was, she was sitting on my lap, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Isn't that what happened? So that wasn't originally how it was, how it played out. So we're rehearsing it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> this doesn't work.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now, which uh, which powers would you like in real life? I know which one I would choose, and that's oh, the ability okay. to be on a guest list because LA is tough with those parties you got to be on a list to get in those industry parties that I always want in.
5: No way. <laughs> I,
6: I would. Really? I would use my witch powers to be on every list in Hollywood. Hey, what's yeah. her name? was her name? Stevie. What's her name? That uh, um, artist. Was it Stevie? The artist that you were on the guest list for. For the yeah.
2: Oh my gosh, that's right. For for the Shauna concert.
6: Shauna. Yeah. Shauna. Yes. 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 yes.
2: Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Shauna with her jacket tour jacket
6: yeah where's that jacket at now
2: i wish i had it
6: yeah. can you keep anything from the from the uh movie
2: No, i didn't and a lot of those clothes were mine a really?
6: lot of were mine. my own wardrobe wow
2: yes because i liked my clothes better than what they were choosing for me so i just used my own even the
4: one the very long skirt no
2: not all no <laughs> i think all
4: of Vermont. I don't think you
6: picked that long, long, long skirt.
4: No, no,
2: no, no. That <laughs> big like old
6: Amish skirt, yeah. <laughs> but again, Al was talking to me um, yes, yesterday about um, the great music in the, um, you know, in Team Wedge. And he's like, this would be a great uh, musical you know, on Broadway. And I'm like, it was a musical.
2: Yes, it was a short lived <laughs> one. I think it was that Tom and Larry Weir, the, yeah, I think they
0: did that, right?
6: Yeah, Yeah. I think it was only for. Well, I was looking at a
0: trailer and there was a whole dance scene. And what I love about it, when I look at it, it screams MTV the '80s (laughs) because everybody's got the big hair, the skirt, the bow.
2: Yes, yes. But there was a there was an issue with the original soundtrack. The original music no longer exists. So everyone's like, oh, why don't they re-release it? Well, they would. It just is it's um who knows where it is
6: yeah i'm, I'm upset because i want to jam out to never gonna be the same again uh, you know ha-
2: when we did the movie i had a cassette of all of the of the songs i loved them i loved How all of you? oh yeah i put them in my put them in my car play them all the time
6: yeah they're on amazon uh, music and like apple music but it's the um the musical one
2: that's what i'm so saying the
6: remakes, yeah that-
2: Hi, you know, if you, you try to find, you cannot find the original music anywhere. Yeah, it's unfortunate because it's so good.
4: Yeah, that's why we need it to be the cult classic, so there will be a demand for the, that
2: <laughs> soundtrack to come out. Someone's got to happen,
4: right? It's got to well,
2: be
6: stored away somewhere.
2: No, it's literally, it's it it cannot be. Yeah, it's will never be.
6: You think it never be the same again?
2: Never gonna be the same again.
4: Robin that was amazing Robin how did you like working with your brother-in-law Ryan For that recent Mint Mobile commercial That was a fun one Loved
2: it so much Loved it Loved it Loved it. It's so cool He texted me and he was like Hey do you want to be in a Mint Mobile commercial with me Let me think Um Let's think, Ryan. Yes. <laughs> 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 Want to begin a mobile commercial? Of course I do. Yeah. Oh, it was so much fun and it was just like easy and is that that same day he did the um he did some spots with his mom that yeah. were genius. Hilarious. I was laughing so hard and she did so amazing. I was so proud of her. She was like, "Oh, Robin, I'm not, you know, I'm not an actress, I don't know.
6: Right. Oh. Mm, hope she's okay 'cause she's driving. Yeah, I know. Um, we're very, very um, excited during this interview. It's um. I know. Lovely. <laughs> I <can't believe laughs> it was it such five a great years, Yeah. Since we had her on.
4: Five years? Yeah, I'm so happy to have her back. She's phenomenal. But uh, we we she to... Get, call back, back in now. Yeah, we hopefully she will we'll, uh, call back and we can uh, wrap up her interview. I just had a couple more questions. Before we wrap it up, but uh, wow, what an incredible interview so far! Oh my gosh, oh, she's
6: lovely. She is so lovely.
4: Yeah, and uh, we got to talk about Monster Mania because exactly, yep. Yeah. Robin will be appearing at Monster Mania in Oaks, PA, in November. So I'm going to pull that, up. have it nice and ready to talk about when she joins.
6: I think this is her first time um in the area doing an appearance.
4: I think so. Yeah, you might be. That might be. A
6: the last time it says here, last time it was in Ohio, what we were promoting. Yeah. I think this is the first time near us. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also text her rep. That she- so,
0: Al, you don't see anything? Like, she's trying to get in? No,
6: I don't know what no, happened. No, she'd so,
4: pop up. You'd see her. Yeah, she'd pop up. Um, I think she lost connection, but we had a good time. You answer. got it! There she, goes.
2: she, goes. she, is. There she Yay, is she's back!
5: back. We
6: we're worried, because you're driving, right? You we we're worried about died. you.
4: Are you in the Hollywood Hills?
2: I'm in my car, but okay. no, I'm not driving. okay.
4: you driving? Okay. You're riding.
2: okay. Yeah okay i'm
4: I'm glad
6: you're safe
4: yeah we were just talking about the mint uh the mint mobile commercial so uh
2: oh it was so much fun oh it was was, honestly we both looked at each other and we were like that was so much fun we should do that again (laughs) yeah Yeah, he's so great Like, could could he be funnier could he be any i don't
6: think so you
2: you know we was just like spitballing ideas the whole time like and then he was like telling me funny things to say and then we were just, you know.
6: I mean he's it, not as funny as us though, right?
2: Not not even close. Okay.
6: Good, good, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. <laughs>
4: uh, I just saw that you're <laughs> She's a good work. actress. No, don't like, don't is, say that. It's expecting baby number four.
2: Isn't that exciting? Yeah,
4: right, you're gonna be right, an auntie yeah. again.
2: Oh I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Super excited.
6: Now you spoil them, don't you?
2: Well, you know I do. Yeah. I have to. I wouldn't be a good aunt if I wasn't. Spoiling yeah. uh-huh.
4: yeah. and How about your own kids? Are they um, pursuing the entertainment industry? Um,
2: you know, I, honestly, like I don't know what they're going to end up doing. I would be surprised if they didn't end up somehow in the entertainment industry in some capacity or another because it's all they know um that's the norm for them you know it's like it's their parents it's their aunt and uncle it's their tons of their family so and they've been on so many sets and they see it as like Oh, it's just fun. Right? Like they've been coming. Oh, Oh. I'll tell you. So my son and my daughter, I was doing an, I was doing a show called Gordimer Gibbons life on normal street for Amazon to like 40 episodes. They would come visit all the time. And when my son in the show would pumpkin as they call it, when he's had his time, like he has to leave at a certain hour. Um, there were a few times that I was left with no one to read off camera with, except maybe the first AD. And when my kids were there, I would be like, Hey, let my son read the lines off camera. They were like, Woody, that'd be so great. So both my son and my daughter did scenes with me. Okay. How special is that? So yeah, Cool. Yeah.
4: That's amazing. What about actually working with Blake in a film project?
2: I mean, it would be really, really fun, but <laughs> I don't know. We might, I don't know how seriously we could take each other. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be really hard, you know, like she's like, Oh, I could never work with you. I'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> um, I think we'd get over it though. I I actually think it would be really fun. I think it'd be great.
4: I, I think you guys play sisters in, in a project. Oh, yeah. yeah be fun. Playing art would be
2: amazing. It would be really special. Yes. So we're too I, close mean, I, love the, I love the
4: simple favor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that like did. I would, I know they're working on a sequel. I know. Yeah, so, they are. Perfect time to bring you <laughs> the other sister that got. <laughs> I don't. Know. Yeah. Just throwing off fun ideas for you, Robin. I, don't know. I love it.
6: Were you two like close growing up as kids, or were you competitive, well, you, or what? You
2: obviously don't know the, the age gap between the two of us. Yes, we were close, but we weren't close like that because she was like my baby. She was. She's much younger than I am. I thought so, you were two years apart. Huh?
6: I thought you were like two years apart.
2: You thought we were two years apart? Yeah, yeah we're going to go with that. We are two it's, years apart. <laughs> That's exactly right. Two years.
5: Probably. Yes,
2: but we've always been very close. But, you know, uh, different now that it's like there's like no age gap between us, even though there is. But we're in such similar stages in our lives with like
5: yeah.
2: marriage and kids and yes. family. And um yeah, we've always been close.
4: oh now, Robin, you're going to be not too far from us on the East oh. Coast in Monster Mania. We're excited. Oaks, PA. At, at what? Yes. Yeah. What? At the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center.
2: That's right.
4: Yes. Our Sweet friends um, at Monster Mania.
2: Wait a, wait a minute. Oh, my gosh. I hate to burst your bubble on this one. When is that? Is that November, 12th? November yeah, It was just announced, the November okay. 11th through the 13th. Okay, um I might have a conflict. That's why I haven't said anything yet, but it's possible. Oh. So I'm supposed to, but like, oh, I'm not 100. They posted
4: it on their social media. But I thought did was they? A- okay. yeah. We're Today. gonna
2: we're gonna go with it until it's a definite. But okay. Okay. Um, some issues. are just just know that. Uh, yeah. I hope well, it works out, though. I do. We do
4: hope it works out because I'm sure Cause now. Because it's the
6: first time that you're in our area. Because last time we we promoted you, I think it was for a con in um, Ohio. Would you ago? guys
2: come see me if I was there?
6: 100%. Absolutely, 100%. We're, we're an hour and a half oh, away. that would be actually, so fun. We actually go there when we cover um, um, the con each year. Yep. They that have, would be so. so fun. Yeah, we, we cover press it past seven years.
2: I hope I end up getting to go. You better come. We I hope, hope so. Yeah. That is more so.
6: important. Unless you're doing another season to cover Kai during that time. Blink twice if you are. Um, you know, I,
2: <laughs> I don't ever know until it's about to happen.
4: Right. So, oh yeah, they just announced a new Karate Kid movie. Oh yeah, you hear about Ooh. that one as well? Oh, I didn't
2: know about that. Yeah,
4: yeah. from from the showrunners of Cobra Kai. No,
6: oh,
4: seriously? No not way. It's not. It's not from the. Co- it's not from the showrunners no. of Cobra Kai. I'm, no, no, I'm no, sure. no. They
6: uh, announced that they're nothing. They have nothing involved with it, and neither do the actors. Oh. That so uh-huh. was coming out from Sony. Sony announced it, and then the Cobra Kai creators were surprised because they knew nothing about it.
2: Wait, oh, so Ralph, Ralph's not in it then, right?
6: No, no. Oh. So okay. I, must I have think been it's, it's going to be either like a, a reboot, a remake or whatever, or... Well, they did that and with you... Jaden Smith, yeah? And it failed horribly. So if they yeah. do that... It's oh, just, it? Just the milk, the franchise. But the fans are hoping it's going to be like, maybe like a prequel story for like Mr. Miyagi, like a different actor, of course, so, you know? When he was younger at is... the war
2: is the one that um that hillary swank was in is that still considered part of like the franchise
6: yeah yeah it's um the creators call it the miyagi verse because mr miyagi was in that movie so it's all tied together the one with jaden smith is not part of the universe oh it's not okay but he wasn't in there yeah
0: oh okay i don't know i thought jackie chan made a good mr miyagi i thought he was good
6: it should have been called the Kung Fu Kid. Had nothing to do with the Karate Kid. It was just—it was just like trying to suck off the name of the Karate Kid without uh, any of the um, original characters. Right. But, but the Hilary Swank one, um, she is um, definitely going to show up in Cobra Kai at some point, you know.
2: She'd have to, right?
6: Probably, probably next season.
2: I hope so. I know everyone is hopeful that she will.
6: Yeah. As much as we want to see
4: jessica back on season five you have to season six season six a big family reunion
6: yes
2: right like she's i would i would i can't imagine her not i i mean she's got to have a scene with with mike barnes oh mike barnes yes yes Yes. we need
6: to confront him
2: oh my gosh
4: yes you gotta you gotta kick him in the nuts or something for (laughs) yeah (laughs) we'll see it but uh Wow, Robin, this is so amazing. Thank you so much. Wow. No, so uh, for fun. talking with us. Oh, no, I'm here just... on Below the Belt Show. And um, do we have any other new projects to talk about or promote before we
2: wrap up? Um, I have a lot of projects. I've got some great movies that will be coming out soon. Um they always make me they, they always they, they never want me to say anything until I get yeah. the green light from them, gotcha. so which is really I don't know why, but gotta play by the rules. Um, recurring on 911 Lone Star. Uh, awesome. You know that show. Had a wonderful time with that. And um did a film with my husband called Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. It's on yes. Netflix on Pure Um we're about to go do another film together um in a couple of weeks. So That's awesome. Um, oh cool. Where can we
0: And you, you can't Strong say the name Fathers. of that one yet either, right? Is that part of the NDA? Correct. <laughs>
4: Okay. What what network can we see Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters? I'm, I'm definitely PureFlix.
2: It's on PureFlix. Pure. Yeah. Okay, very cool. Yeah. It's their and number so one. Have... Their number one film, which is kind of fun. There, there, there you
4: cool. go. Yeah. I'm also I'm also <laughs> seeing two other projects: Best Clowns and Ganymede. Are those? These are gonna be really good.
2: Okay. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get to play totally different characters in yeah. in some of these films, and I'm super excited about it.
4: That is so rad. Great. Wow. Robin, you're amazing. Thank you so much for talking with us here on Below the Belt Show. If you could do a little promo, let us know who you are throughout Cobra Kai, uh, Teen Witch, Karate Kid 3, whatever you want. Let us know you're on Below the Belt Show and throw out a catchphrase or whatever you want at the end.
2: What kind of a catchphrase?
4: Maybe a Karate Kid, Cobra Kai catchphrase?
2: Okay, whatever. I'll figure it out. Okay. Ready? Yep. Yep. Hey, this is Robin Lively on Below the Belt. You can't wait, hold on, let me start right ready? Scratch that, <laughs> take two. Hey, this is Robin Lively from Teen Witch, Karate Kid 3, Cobra Kai season five. Um, and here I am on Below the Belt and you cannot top that.
6: That's amazing. That's amazing. Woo. <laughs> uh, and we did, let's do a photo op. Yep.
2: Yeah.
5: Oh, on the
2: I look three. Horrible, you, you look guys. Amazing. I was I meant to be at home in front of my nice ring light, and I you have no idea what my day was like. I was like, oh my gosh.
4: Trust me, you look every,
6: every as beautiful as. Oh yeah. He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So ready? one, two, three. Okay. All right.
2: One, two. Is that cute? I have no idea. You got
6: it. <laughs> got
4: right. it. Did it go? Yeah, yeah, there you go. You can see it in the. I top. saw the yeah. words. I uh,
0: took a snapshot. You guys, you
2: took the one where I said, this "Is this cute?" Do another one. All right, one. let's do,
0: do
4: another again, one. Do yeah. Ready? All right. One, two. All right, it's gonna go in three. One, two. I think that's a better one. That's yes, it looks
6: great. How cute is that?
2: It's way better than the is other one. way other better?
4: Ones. Okay, great.
2: This one. <laughs> <laughs> You're
6: happy with the second one
2: Yeah, I think mean, we'll go with that one Alright,
6: that's the post <laughs> one all right, Robin, We better see you at Monster Mania we've been Monster looking forward Mania. to seeing you for years Fingers
2: crossed
6: all right, Cobra Kai right. Season 6 Everybody yes. watch Teen Witch for your Halloween viewing Yes
0: Yes Teen, Teen Witch so All fight. my things to watch along with Hocus Pocus
6: There you go <laughs>
2: Exactly.
0: Alright all
2: right, you guys It's been an all absolute right. Pleasure yet
6: Thank again. So awesome. Have a good night. Well, hopefully we'll see you um before five years again.
2: Yes, right?
6: Yeah.
2: Well, that's on you. You haven't asked <laughs> me back. So
6: That is on us. <laughs> there and you. We apologize. bye. Wow.
2: Robin Lively,
4: guys. That was amazing <laughs> here on Below the Belt Show. <laughs> and uh Chachi, you got a classic cut that you're uh that you're gonna play for us? Um we do. yeah, so I guess uh, we should your
1: theme. Where my dog's at? It is time for King Chachi's Classic Cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. i won. i won. In
6: Yeah, that's right. Chachi in charge once again for Chachi's Classic Cut, where each and every... Week that I'm on the show, I'll reach into our archives, dust off a classic, cut, and play it for your listening pleasure. And this week is no different. And I know we have a song tonight from the movie Team, which one of my favorites. Yes. But which song is it, Al? I'm not even sure what song it is.
4: So <laughs> you're trying to get me to say the title as a as a pun. Yes, the title is called I Like
6: Boys. What? Um, which but... is the title? <laughs> see,
4: see, see. You're trying to trick okay. me. <laughs>
6: Well, this is from at? the movie *Teen Witch*. I'm not sure he even sings it. You know yeah, sings I think
4: it? the soundtrack is written by all uh, by one person, I believe. So, but I'm not sure exactly who sings this particular song.
6: But it's catchy right. and it's fun. It's it's catchy and honestly, like I remember, like it, it gets stuck in your head. I remember singing it one day going down the road, and I'm like, I can't let anybody see me singing this because they're gonna next <laughs> to me and just like. Wonder what the hell I'm singing, you know, the people who all know Team Witch, but but this song is called Al likes Boys. And it's called Yeah, but yeah. Anyways. Okay, Alex, so it's called right? Alex Boys, that was called?
4: <laughs> well, you didn't say the proper title. You're trying to trick me again.
6: So What's the proper title? I I, I thought it was Al likes boys. Because if I say the it's title, not- then your joke works. I don't want to
4: say the <laughs> title again.
6: <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> All right. Well, this song is going to be stuck in your head when you hear it anyway. It's a great song. <laughs> Go watch Team Witch. You'll enjoy it, um, especially around Halloween season. It's, it's a must. But here it is. Alex, boys. Enjoy.
4: Oh, my God. And Chachi, are you sayonara from the cut? I'm
6: cutting out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
4: Sayonara for Chachi. Des and I will be back to wrap up entertainment, which we're almost done anyways. And we'll awesome. be back right back on BTB. All right. Enjoy. All right. See you. All right. I'm not going to repeat the title because Chachi likes to make fun of me, but uh, that was, that was from Teen Witch, guys. Yes, the title is called I Like Boys, but yes, I I, I like girls, people. Come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Chachi was really <laughs> ribbing me hard on that he one. He treats okay. you with that one. Yeah, he did. <laughs> All right. Just a couple more things on my list, Des, and we can wrap up tonight's show. Uh, for you, reality TV fans, number 17. Um, so, the finale of The Bachelorette saw a happy ending for Gabby Windy, who received a proposal from her suitor, Eric Schwer. Now, apparently, that's all good, but there is some controversy with Eric Schwer's high school yearbook photo that. Oh, my him.
0: God. Again, with the controversy. There's controversy in everybody's life.
4: <laughs> yes, he was a teenager wearing blackface as a part of a high school Halloween costume. And he dressed up as Jimi Hendrix with dark makeup and an Afro wig. And uh, he had to apologize for what was an insensitive photo. Um, he said, "What well, I thought at the time was a representation of my love for Hendrix it was nothing but ignorance. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it
0: probably he probably really didn't mean anything by yeah. it. But, yeah. you Not
4: know, then I think it was it wasn't considered, you know, now it is. You yeah Then in twenty twenty two whenever this guy was in high school it was pro- you know wasn't as you know as um yeah as controversial because that was the case you know we had you know Robert Downey Jr in Tropic Tropic Thunder you know doing the blackface but
0: uh, which i thought uh, was fabulous cuz it was like a real person and 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 in that case are you going to get on Eddie Murphy for doing the same thing in reverse when he played the, the jewish guy sitting in the right, bar barbershop
4: right. barbershop and coming to america Where's the spoon? Uh, oh, <laughs> that was a great movie, by the way. Um, but uh, Zach Shallcross will be the next Bachelor. He was one of the contestants on The Bachelorette this season. So um, that will be your new Bachelor. All right. So that's number 17. Whatever. I'm sure he's forgiven. All right. Number 18, uh, Adam Levine of Maroon 5, undergoing some uh, controversy Apparently, he was flirting with multiple women online despite being married and with kids. Um, apparently,. Well, well. <laughs> apparently, uh, women were sharing screenshots of the sex thing. He would sex a lot of these women and would talk about women's booties a lot. He, he would say booty stories, and always reply with something about her leg or booty day at the gym, and this was the fifth woman. Uh, coming forward, uh, her name is Ashley Russell. Um, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, he just bought himself a one ticket to the divorce. <laughs> well, the thing is is that it's flirt, flirty and sexting. Adam stands by that he never had a physical affair, just an emotional text message sexting affair, which I don't know. I mean, he's married to a Victoria's Secret supermodel, too. It's, and, it's, and he wants his cake and eats it too, you know. And yes. It says, Dude, you know, I mean, you're already married to a supermodel, and you're flirting with all these younger women, and it's like, you know, I just, you know, it's you can't, you can't be satiated, you know. Um, yeah. So apparently, um, another of the girls <laughs> said that, uh, that she was having an affair with a man who's married to a Victoria's Secret model at the time. I was young. I was naive. Frankly, I felt exploited. I wasn't in the scene like I am now, so I was definitely easily manipulated. So um, yeah, and this is uh, an, another girl named um, Summer Stro. Uh, sorry, Sumner Stro. And apparently, Adam Levine told Sumner that he wanted to name their baby after her, which I thought was really, really weird. Um, a random woman that he's talking to on online. I uh, wanted to name his daughter Sumner.
0: Okay, so he's a little bit of a freaky deaky inside.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He maintained
4: None of these uh, interactions became physical, is what he said. So, um, but his wife, Pahadi um, Prince-Slu, is upset but has not publicly commented on the cheating allegations. Nah, you think? Um, <laughs> they've been together this entire time. Uh, They're happily married and but she was shocked to find out what was going on behind her back, but I guess if he didn't physically have a relationship with these women, he was just having fun you know, texting them or sexting them or whatever. Yeah, that's even.
0: still not cool because if it was yeah on the other foot, he would have something to say about it.
4: <laughs> Probably so. Probably so. So I don't know if that, that this is going to get any more uh, unless more women come forward. I don't know, but uh, so we talked about the story. Um, Maybe um, a show or the week before about Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears. Did you hear about this? So they did like a really inappropriately, uh, very inappropriate sketch video that was online about pedophilia, Uh, making just kind of making fun of uh, pedophilia of Ari Spears having um, a sexual attraction to Tiffany Haddish's son. Now after you know she would drop him off. And have Aries Spear babysit her son, and then he would like, you know, be very inappropriate. It was it was very it was the cringiest, most uncomfortable thing I've ever watched. Um, it's up on. Why YouTube. would that?
0: Why would they even post that?
4: It's crazy. It was unfunny or die, I guess, and it, it made its rounds. And Apparently, the two kids uh, ended up uh, suing. The boy that was in that video and the older sister, apparently. Um, but now the latest is that they just dropped their charges. So the charges were just dropped, but the damage apparently still has been done. As uh, Tiffany Haddish said that she lost everything, all her gigs are gone. Even at the dismissal of the lawsuit, she said, I don't know, I just have no job. Um, I mean, she's got season two of Apple's The After Party. She's got the Haunted Mansion, Disney horror comedy film coming out. Um, but,
0: um, yeah. Um, you know, people really need to think about this social media because they don't seem to grasp the reality. They see all the likes. But, right. But it doesn't phase them. That's people watching you. Right. People with brains who have the ability to talk and act, you know, and can get your ass in trouble.
4: Right. Exactly, and um, this the thing about this one is that uh, it it's just uh, I don't know. It, it really screams um, fraud, um, only because they did drop their lawsuit, and apparently it was maybe just you know just a desperate attempt, a shakedown uh, for money, you know, to extortion to extort money from Tiffany Haddish. I mean, even though the skit was inappropriate. She was never unappropriate to these kids, um, and they were trying to take advantage of that situation. That's what, it's, that's what it seems to me because they eventually did drop the lawsuit. So I don't know. Um, and uh, that, was, uh, that was number 19 on my list. Number 20, the last thing on my list. This is kind of a fun one. So Tom Hardy is a legit badass. As you know, he's Venom. He's Bane in the Batman movies. He actually um, entered a martial arts tournament Uh, And uh, was a surprise competitor at the 2022 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Open Championship in uh, Milton Keys, England. And he actually won all his matches and won the gold prize.
0: Wow. Uh, He is a true athlete.
4: Legit badass. People recognize him. He actually entered in the competition under his real name, um, uh, which is not – well, it's Edward Hardy. So it's Edward Tom Hardy, I guess. Um, And uh, he even faced off against martial arts veteran Danny Appleby in the tournament semifinal match, which Appleby called Tom Hardy a genuinely real nice guy. And, uh, yeah, um, apparently this is not his only win. Um, He actually won the the Reorg Open Jiu-Jitsu Championship in Wolverhampton. Tournament aimed at raising funds for military personnel, better service workers. So um wow. Legit badass Bane You know, that's that's badass. another
0: feather in his cap and his yeah. resume.
4: Exactly, exactly. And uh this one really breaks my heart, guys. Uh this is a Canadian actor who was on Riverdale, supernatural. He pleaded guilty in uh in March for second-degree murder. Uh of his own mother. Uh, certainly mental health issues this one really is, is just really disturbing because he daily shot her mother while she was playing piano shot her in the back of the head um and uh apparently they're very very lax about incarceration in canada because he apparently can have parole in 14 years even though right now he has life sentence um but uh apparently during the what he was trying to do was, after killing his mother, intended to drive to Ottawa to kill the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau.
0: And wow! His- and he is walking around loose. This guy is.
4: <laughs> was was. Okay. No, no. He just he would just he just pleaded guilty and uh, he's going to be locked up.
0: Wow! Hopefully and there was
4: the, no
0: motive. No motive That's mentioned. Just mental health issues. He, he,
4: I think it's mental health. He said, I cannot explain or justify my actions. I have no excuse. He said this in court. It's, it hurts me to think about how badly I've wasted my life. Um, he said that he was sorry and that his mother did not deserve to die. In the face of something horrible, saying sorry seems so pointless, but from every fiber of my being, I am sorry. So maybe that's why he didn't get anything harsher than a life sentence like, like capital punishment. They don't do capital punishment in Canada. Um, but uh, that is just so, so wrong. The woman that brought you onto this earth.
0: While playing piano, that's like breaks the cowboy's rule. They're shooting somebody in the back. That is like the worst of the worst, you know?
4: Breaks my heart, does. That's just, just so, so, so
0: horrific. His poor mom.
4: And the, the kid had a career. He was on Riverdale. He had, you know, Prince of on Supernatural, you know? Um, he was only 24 years old, and now he's going to spend the rest of his life behind bars, deservedly. Um, we also lost um, Sarah Shane, who starred opposite Gordon, shot in Tarzan's Greatest Adventure, also appeared alongside Clark Gable in The King and Four Queens, so Hollywood golden age. Um, also, Henry Silva, the character actor known for playing bad guys and gangsters in movies like Ocean's Eleven, The Manchurian Candidate. Died of Natural causes the age of 95. And uh, we also have to celebrate those celebrating another trip around the sun. So happy birthday to Sherry Balafonte, who is 68. Uh, Andrea Bocelli, the opera singer extraordinaire, 64. Scott Baio is 62. Uh, Catherine Oxenberg is 61. Rob Stone is 60. Um, James Hillier from The Crown is 49. Uh, Muriel Enos from World War Z is 47. Danielle Alonzo is 44. Ashley Eckstein is 41. Tatiana Maslani from She-Hulk. We just talked about She-Hulk. Uh-huh. She's 37. Tom Felton of Harry Potter fame is 35. And Tiana Paris of Mad Men. And she's also in Captain Marvel. And uh, WandaVision, she is 35, and that's birthdays today. Wow! Wow! So that's all I have, Desi. Do you have anything uh, fun to promote before we wrap up tonight's show?
0: Um, not really. Okay. Other <laughs> well, than you were recently... I can't wait till our edits come out from our interviews from yes. the so gala. Noche
4: de gala. Look out for it. on click on this TV. Also, uh, the audio to be played on belowthebeltshow.com, which you cannot wait. But Desiree, you did do a 48-hour 48, 48 film project,
0: didn't you? I did a 48-hour yeah. film festival, and we didn't make it to the second round. Uh, but we did, and I emphasize that, did get nominated in uh, three different areas. Um, one of them was for Best Actress. My my uh, lady I was playing uh, opposite won Best Actress, and I think uh, Best score music score okay so you got nominated um, for
4: awards but didn't make the best of screening
0: right right but that was quite an experience doing that 48 hour film festival it's you don't sleep you really don't sleep and uh well, I'm not in the case for you
4: but i think our our fearless leader francis Abishal, shout out to francis who did we did two 48 hour film projects we started early and we wrapped at a decent time it was uh it was a little different experience, I think, a lot of people. It might have been a sleepless nights for the crew and the editor, yeah. perhaps. But uh, for the actors, no, no. We worked um, worked maybe an um, eight to ten hour day.
0: Well, you know, yeah, there were a so. couple of um, issues that happened. We, our yeah. original editor um, just pretty much bailed on us before anything was edited or, you know, And they found this great guy that took over and he's the one that saved the day. Um, But it was the film. I mean, at at least the film got acknowledged. That's the important part. And, and it was a great experience. And, you know, I was almost thinking about doing it again. They were having another 48 hour horror film.
4: Yes. A horror, like strictly horror films. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I thought about that. Were you gonna do that? Um, no, uh,
4: Francis wasn't uh, actually planning to do that particular one. I'm gonna, I probably will probably stick to this particular team because uh, I have faith that one day that they'll get the best film. It's a matter of yeah. time.
0: Well, um, I your 48 was great. You won best.
4: You. Yeah, we won uh, third place. The recent one uh, for Baltimore won third place for best film, and uh, I'm talking about the main best film first place because that film goes to the national competition film of palooza and that's that is something that i i really hope francis can attain one year yeah um so uh yeah um look out for that ciscovaris.com that is uh, francis abbey's official uh website for his projects you can get a direct link to the youtube uh link for the house guest and also the 48 hour film projects official website for baltimore has our film up uh, for Pinot Noir. So check it out, guys. All right. Well,
0: and you and I are going to be appearing in Elena's project. Yes, Elena Marscat, already... our,
4: our, our fearless leader from ClickOnThis.tv, is producing a, a web series called Rosemary Street. So, mm-hmm. uh, Shaw so and great.
0: Be More. Yes, oh, and Baltimore. we should mention,
4: we should mention Click On this TV nominated for Best Documentary Series at the LA Web Fest. So that's another.
0: well. We're also going to be seen in England, and or somebody we someplace selected,
4: else. We were selected. selected in England and New Zealand, but I don't think they announced uh, nominations just yet. But we were selected. Oh, okay. Yeah, for those two. So. Well, but guys, hey, hey, that that was that's great news, and um, wow, this has been an incredible show. We'd like to thank, of course, our amazing panel, Chachi McFly, the king of the '80s, my co-host <laughs> who joined up a little earlier. Uh, the one and only freaking Rekin herself, Desiree Woo-woo. Velez, Desi Velez, Des Velez, <laughs> that rhymes, in the house. I'd like to thank, of course, our special guest, our special celebrity guest, Robin Lively. She is amazing. What a great interview she was, Desi, huh? She was. She was fantastic. So uh, check her out in Cobra Kai Season 5 and rewatch Teen Witch <laughs> for the Halloween, Halloween season. And I'm Al Celebri Soto, your host with Most Guys. We will see you next week for another amazing episode. Until then,
0: peace. and below the belt.
4: And wrapping up tonight's show, if that wasn't enough, Desiree, my interview with Afrobeat musician, songwriter extraordinaire. He's a second generation music superstar from Nigeria. Sion Kuti. Uh, Sean Cootie, uh, we talked to him at the DC Winery, and uh, he uh, is on tour currently. He is the leader of Egypt 80 and a phenomenal Afrobeat band. And I wasn't really familiar with too much Afrobeat music prior to this interview, but I'm a fan now. Their music is fantastic. So we, we're going to talk to Sean Cootie in this exclusive interview in association with Click on This TV to close tonight's show, guys. So on behalf of everybody that was on the panel, we will see you guys next week. Until then, peace. Peace. Buenas noches. Buenas noches. Al Soto would click on this show here at City Winery DC to interview an amazing talent, guys. Sean Kuti, Afrobeat musician extraordinaire, Egypt 80, his band also in the house. They're on tour. Sean, how are you, my man?
3: I'm good, man. I'm <laughs> feeling all right. You know, uh, the strains of the tour not really showing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you're just kind of getting started with the tour, right? You are in Philadelphia a little earlier? Yeah, no, this trip here. We, we've been on tour since June.
5: Oh, yeah. okay.
3: We've been on tour since the first of June. You know, I've been home for only eight days since the first of June. Yeah, yeah
4: and then after the US you're headed um to Europe
3: back to Europe then we're coming back to Mexico then back to Europe again yeah I, I'm gonna need a little holiday after of this one <laughs>
4: <laughs> what I think is amazing is that uh your your music has touched so many uh people in different countries do you feel uh audiences in different countries uh embrace your music differently
3: um in the react in the in the cultural, the cultural, um, uh, the cultural representation, you know, is different everywhere else in terms of how people relate to music and their demeanor, you know. But at the core of it, I think people get the uh, class solidarity of the of my message in the music. People understand the rhythm, which is universal, as music is one universal language so i think at the core the reaction is the same but just the uh, the expression of that acceptance is different along different cultures and you guys are here in a i got japanese people in a jazz club to abandon all decorum and dance and
4: That's important and dancing is very important as uh, a very important aspect of your shows. I checked out some of your uh footage from Glastonbury and um y'all were shaking your booties
3: yeah i mean it's a, <laughs> it's it's quite an energetic show if I have to say so myself, but it goes to capture um how Africans have always been in our relation to expressing our ourselves our ourselves our, our self through through rhythm in dance, you know yeah. Very cool. Now, um,
4: I listened to two of your newest singles. Uh, you recorded them live, but you got a studio album, right? Uh, that's uh, in the works. Tell us about your two singles and also your upcoming album. We, we want to know about that.
3: Well, I can't give away too much about the upcoming album, but we're going to be playing some songs from the new record, uh, about four or five songs from today's set are from the next record. So people can get like, a good glimpse into the future. Um, this project was just because, like, I'd been sitting on all my new music for a while, and we had the opportunity to do this uh, program in Lagos called Live Live at Cloud Studios. So this live recording is from that live uh, performance, and I, it was just a way to give the fans something, to put something out there so that people could listen. And also, a friend of mine used "Love and Revolution," which is one of the tracks on this uh, two single ep uh for his um for a movie so i have to release it real quick so i can get my publishing
4: wow can we talk about which movie that the song will be featured in
3: no no he's already done it was a nigerian uh, mini series called blood sisters oh, wow. it was just a little bit of it in the beginning that
4: must be, that must be a, something awesome as an artist to hear your music on a tv
3: show or film must be awesome yeah that's what the, the main one for me was was in uh, black uh, the 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 best one for me was uh, uh, in Black Lightning. Yeah, I think in the first season they used my song Struggle Sounds, and I did it. I didn't know it was that series. My um my publishers had told me that we had a TV series thing that I wanted to do, so I, it had been approved. but I didn't know it was Black Lightning. So I, and we watched it with my friends, you know. So we were just chilling. I was on tour on the tour bus. You know, with my with my friend and my wife, we am watching Black Lightning on the bus, and boom, struggle sounds come on. You know, and we always we lost our minds because we are huge fans of the show. You know, so, yeah. you're
4: part of the DC Arrowverse. Wow. <laughs> Elise, <laughs> that is so dope. Well, you've collaborated with some awesome artists, man. Um, Carlos Santana, uh, arguably the greatest guitarist uh, of all time. Also, common, incredible artist and rapper. Uh, what was it like working with both of them?
3: Oh, was well, amazing. Um, well, it's common to everybody, you know. But brother Rashad to me, uh, <laughs> you know, I was very uh, accommodating in the project. Not only in terms of putting me on on the thing, but um, the video shoot for it and all going out of his way to make sure i was in the visuals yeah. because it was during covid and we're all on lockdown and um we couldn't come to the states but they really wanted to wanted me to be in the video so it was a lot of investments to make that happen you know and I, and I thank him for that so it was a really great experience with black thought as well who made the introduction you know um black thought introduced me to to come on you know oh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, not Our party too well, not with common, but with black thoughts. <laughs> we were in New York yesterday as well, just kicking it. So yeah, yeah. Yes. Now, who,
4: who would you love to collaborate with that you have not collaborated with yet?
3: Samuel L. Jackson.
4: That's great. <laughs> Sam
3: Jackson. Yeah, you know, not music, not even just musically. I know he's got some musical chops, you know, <laughs> but we could do something visually, whatever. He's he's probably the only person. In the world, I'm truly fascinated about. Oh, yeah, so yeah, somewhere. Incredible
4: else. actor. Um, maybe even have your music featured in his latest film or TV show. I guess, right? He's got Secret Invasion with Marvel. That's his next uh, series. That'll be pretty dope. I know.
3: Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to see that. Yeah. So you're a big Marvel fan? Mm, well, growing up, I wasn't a really big um, comic fan, yeah. you know. But yeah, I mean, some Marvel films have been good. I was curious what you thought about
4: Black Panther and the fictional Wakanda.
3: Ah uh, well, I'm not a big fan of Wakanda. I'm a fan of the Black Panther. Yeah. Okay. Well, those were some comics that I had, you know, and you know the real Black Panther is quite different from the Black Panther of the film. I like Black Panther, but I don't like Wakanda. <laughs> I have to be honest. I don't like this African country that has all the tech and resources to yeah. liberate all of us, but they choose to live in secret and not share with anybody, just selfish, just secret, yeah. you know, away from we poor blacks. They have a shield to make sure we don't enter their town. You know, nah, 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 nah.
4: They gotta spread that wealth to the rest of the continent, right?
3: Share yeah, some of that text, some of that wealth, you know? Over to Nigeria and other countries in Africa. Let us know what's going on, you know? <laughs> These guys only open up their country when the CIA gets in trouble. <laughs> Fuck Wakanda.
4: I love that, man. So was one of your highlights, uh your album Black Times being nominated uh for a Grammy in twenty eighteen? That must have been a career highlight.
3: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it was a and the story, even the story behind that, you know, yeah, it was a real uh, it was a real trip. You know, it was my fourth record. I had given up hope on any of that kind of thing. When you to so get nominated on the Grammy, those kind of things happen in your first record, you know, second record, you know uh but yeah it it happened in a really special way you know so yeah for me it was really good it was really nice it was really nice but also i'm not one of those artists that like to like judge on base um how would i put it um success on um awards and things like that you know uh i truly truly believe that the worth of an artist Lies directly in your ability and your impact in the world to make it a better place you know
4: wow that, that, that's fantastic wow but still an amazing amazing feat and you're working on your next album i'm sure you'd love that to be uh have some attention for the grammys
3: as well yeah hopefully now that they've opened the door you know keep it coming
4: yeah. i mean um are you thinking about producing some music videos for your
3: upcoming singles yeah i mean we have a, we have a Big single coming out next week with Black Thoughts. Uh, it's called Cuckoo Kill Me Remix. This is in my language, Cuckoo Kill Me means I'd rather die or just kill me. Instead of giving me this, just kill me. You know, it's a good song we have coming out with a video. So next, next week, 23rd of September. Yeah. Alfred, the 23rd of September. Yeah, man. 239. Yeah. Very,
4: very cool. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, t- tell us uh, how it feels. Okay, you're, t- you're taking your father's legacy with Egypt 80. And uh, wh- wh- what would your dad think today of where you took the band?
3: Oh, well, it's hard for me to do ifs. I'm not an if guy. But let, let's give it a shot. I guess even before I started doing anything, when I was just going to school and making a mess all over the house, my dad was always proud of me. You know, he was one of those kind of dads. So I think it's going to be the same. Uh, now I'm actually doing something with myself, I think. Yeah. You'll be even more proud, you know. So, uh, we miss him being around. And I think for me, what, what I do with egypt, the egypt Edicard yeah. and the music and the message, people always say it is my father's legacy. But my father was also the son of his mother. And I don't know if you know my grandmother, Fumilayor and some Kuti. She was the one that really brought our family to its political maturity, you know, to know what an elite African family should do with its talent and its wealth, you know. So it's also her legacy. And even past her, it is Nkrumah's legacy, it is Lumumba's legacy, it is Sankara's legacy. It is the legacy of every great african that has advocated for us as african people to recreate a world where we can recapture our dignity you know this is not a, a Fella's message you know it is it is deeper than that well i feel although my dad is so great to reduce the message to Fela's message diminishes africa and so many great africans that have contributed and on whose shoulders we actually stand on today
4: Love hearing that, man. That's fantastic, man. Sean Kuti, guys, here at DC Winery, guys. And uh, tell us what the, the fans can expect for tonight's show.
3: The absolutely best show in DC tonight is <laughs> <It's> happening here. <laughs> for sure, it's going to be awesome.
4: This has been incredible, man. Sean Kuti, Afrobeat sensation, I do have one more question. For those that are not, people that are not familiar with Afrobeat music, what can you say about it? And how do you feel that we can get Afrobeat music on a more mainstream level?
3: Well, for me, I, I think mainstream is not the path for, um, everything doesn't have to end up in the mainstream. Where Afrobeat needs to be is in the consciousness, of the people that want a better world. And that's what we must look for. We must look for that. We must look for our own tribe, our own community of these people all over the world, millions of us that want the world to be a better place and present them a soundtrack for that, which is this music. <laughs>
4: Thank you so much, guys. John Kuti, guys, DC Winery. Incredible interview, my man. Thank you so much. Here, we click on this. Check it out. They're going to be awesome.
1: Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain.